to another episode of Splice Together. <laughs> I'm Michelle. Must be Nigel with the Bree. And I'm Harper. And which car were you planning on? The one you are. And we're in love. <laughs> love all the time. So yeah, this episode is In the Move for Love. <laughs> <laughs> um, where we're going to be focusing. It's like our Valentine's episode because it is is valentine's so we're gonna talk about romance not like the greatest romance of all time but like because that would mm, yeah that's too hard yeah bunch of 30s movies and let me just say (laughs) in prep for this we watched a couple of those and a lot of them don't hold up they don't they're not romantic at all but anyway so these are just romance movies that we like and we picked 14 because Valentine's Day is on the 14th. The fort. Oh, isn't that precious? Yeah. Basically, it was an excuse so we didn't have to trim it down to 10. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we'll cover all the important stuff like, is this guy actually a stalker or is he romantic? <laughs> true, true. What's up with the pesto Common in the problem. armpit? <laughs> so many a questions. mystery we'll never yeah. solve. <laughs> and then for our mini segment, we're going to do a little fun game. A newlywed quiz. Oh. Although we're not really newlyweds. We're, we're like... Oldieweds. Isn't our 10th anniversary next year? Uh, I think yeah. nine years is... Yeah, a couple months May, will be nine so years. It's like oldlyweds. Is that what you just said? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Rewind um, the tape. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. So we'll... Uh, I just had a Coke, so... <laughs> can tell. We'll, I'm drinking we'll answer day, so. some questions that hopefully will be funny and not cause us to hate each other. Yeah, so here's some of, some of our potential things to talk about for all these movies. Uh, as you mentioned, Stalker versus True Love. Uh, the heartbreak factor. Uh, <laughs> what kind of romance subgenre? So like, is it romantic comedy? Is it period romance? Is it tragic? Et cetera. Uh, the boinkability factor. <laughs> Which, I don't remember what we decided I, I, for boinkability. I don't exactly remember what that means. But I think it's like, how steamy is it? Erotic? Is yeah. it an erotic romance? How boinkability. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, would we double date with the couple in this movie? Not if they're creeps. Yeah. And potentially, what's the sweetest moment? If the movie has the sweet, has sweet moment. Most of these do. I yeah. hope they do. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so those are some of the things we'll talk about with each of these. Yeah, and some of these are fresh in our mind and some of them aren't. So the ones that aren't are going to be really short. <laughs> yeah, we, we rewatched a handful. Let me say stuff we rewatched that did not make this or watched that did not make it. We I guess we mentioned the Red Shoes on the last episode, right? I think so. Uh, so that was that was really good, but not necessarily a romance. No. Red, really, really good. Not really a romance. No. Um, it happened one night. Definitely a romance. And clearly like the prototype of, for romantic comedies but but not my favorite yeah didn't do a whole lot for yeah. me personally either yeah, yeah yeah um is there anything else oh well we tried to watch brighter summer day 
but that movie is literally we are four currently hours an long. hour and a half in. Yeah, we are. We started it four days ago. <laughs> we're almost a third of the way through the movie, yeah. so we'll follow up on that one uh, on a future podcast. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. So I think those are the ones we that we watched. So yeah, we did a lot, we did a lot of research for this one. Yeah. And a handful of the things more, we researched. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're too lazy for that. Ain't that the truth? And we're gonna go. We got through busy this. lives, people. Yeah. We got stuff to do. I'm in grad school now, and all I do is read. Um, but we're gonna go through these movies in chronological order because there from the aren't order a lot. that we saw them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's like in High Fidelity where he's sorting his vinyls by like when he memories associated to the album. I love that idea. <laughs> but yeah, no, by the year they came out, obviously. All right, so let's get this list started with In the Movie Love episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the first movie on our list, the oldest movie, the only movie pre-1980s, actually, <laughs> is Some Like It Hot from 1959, directed by Billy Wilder. Uh, so if you haven't seen Some Like It Hot, uh, it is about two musicians that witness a mob hit and struggle to find a way out of the city before they are found by gangsters. Their only opportunity is to join an all-girl band as they leave on a tour. To make their getaway, they must first disguise themselves as women, then keep their identity secret and deal with the problems that brings, such as an attractive bandmate and a very determined suitor. Mm. Starring Tony Curtis and Jack Lemmon and a Miss Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> a Miss a Marilyn. <laughs> a Monroe. If you don't know why I'm doing that, listen to last, yeah. uh, the last episode. <laughs> um, yeah, you saw this before me, right? Uh, I think, you I, watched think it I did. And then ago. I was like, Harper, you need to watch this. It's good. Yeah. And, and then you're like, I hate movies. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like me. Um, and then we got the criteria and I watched it, and I indeed love it. Yeah. And your death. sister, I think your sister is a loves it probably she, she's a big Marilyn she gave Monroe us like an extra copy sure. yeah <laughs> um so yeah i mean this movie is just super fun uh to me like it's just a blast to watch this is like especially for a movie that came out in 1959 like this is a movie i could rewatch a lot that it's really really fun and hilarious and sweet yeah and the jokes are pretty modern too i mean like dressing up as women <laughs> yeah well let's, or the ending i guess well let's talk about that yeah that's one of the things that i think is so cool about this movie is it feels progressive in a lot of ways because it's very non-judgmental about the cross-dressing aspect yeah. of it and in fact more open than you might expect if you'd never seen it yeah um so let's uh should we look at some of our our things so stalker versus true love it's definitely it's stalker-ish a little well, yes and no because I mean, he does dress up as a woman, and then they're like, everyone's getting changed and stuff. So that part's stalkerish, right? But they don't—they don't do it to, to get, follow her. Yeah, right. <laughs> they fall in love with her just because of the circumstance. To, yeah. yeah, but I mean, yeah, if you're dressed up as a lady to get into the like the locker room, well, that and would it's be funny creepy. too because some of the stuff that would maybe normally be taken as stalkery, like uh, there's that one really great scene when Jack Lemmon's watching uh, Marilyn Monroe walk away, and he's like. It's like she's got some kind of jello motor in there or something like, but uh, like that might be creepy, except that it's the way he says it is almost like he's admiring. He's like, yeah. It, like, why can't, can't I do that? How can I do that? Yeah. Not, not like, I don't uh, know how to walk in these. Yeah. yeah. Not look at her walk. Yeah. It's very funny. Um, yeah. So it's a little, it's tasteful for 1959 for sure. Cause yeah. they could have easily gone like 
gross factor <laughs> yeah for laughs um yeah and it's just really funny too there's, yeah this it, is definitely romantic comedy yeah um there's not really a heartbreak factor in this one i wouldn't say there almost is at the end but it's not heartbreak. <laughs> um this is definitely romantic comedy as far as subgenres yeah i just go. said that yeah <laughs> What's the boinkability on this one? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Marilyn Monroe's pretty passionately kissing him. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So there's some kissing, but nothing more. No boinking. At there's least we don't see necking. any boinking. Passionate yeah. necking. <laughs> um, I don't know if I double date with them or not. I don't know. I mean, they're from a different era. Yeah. They're also dead. So that <laughs> <laughs> would make things difficult. Yeah. Well, we don't have to play that. <laughs> it's about the characters. I'm just, just <laughs> I don't know because Marilyn Monroe. What would we talk about? Band, mm. like <laughs> plays a mean ukulele. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sweetest moment. Well, there's a couple. Good, well, I mean, the ending is very sweet and funny. I think. Yeah, explain it. Well, we keep mentioning. Should I give it, it away? Yeah, okay. this movie's like 50 years well, old. Well, <laughs> so they're they're getting away from the gangsters on a boat, uh, and. Um, yeah, Tony Curtis and Marilyn Monroe. Tony Curtis has already revealed that he's a man and they are in love. Yeah. And the uh and Jack Lemon still hasn't taken off his uh his outfit and wig and stuff and the guy who's driving the boat keeps uh, uh Jack Lemon keeps being like, "Well, I've got something to tell you." Like, you know, I don't think I can be the wife you want me to be and he's like, "Uh, that's all right." Yeah. <laughs> uh and then um I can't have children. Yeah. Well, we can adopt. We can adopt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, he keeps trying to get out of it and then uh and then finally, Jack Lemon takes off his wig and stuff. He's like, ah, I'm a man. And he's like, nobody's perfect. Yeah. The end. Perfect the end ending. It really is and a perfect ending. they live happily ending. ever after. So that's a sweet moment. Yeah. And there's also, I really like when he. Um, oh, uh, he's like, so-and-so is getting engaged. Yeah. He's like, who's the lucky lady? Me. Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's really, really funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Anything else to say about something like that? No, I don't have too many notes. I gave it five stars, and I think it's streaming on Tubi, but I think this, yeah, it definitely holds up. The cast is great, and it's funny. Yeah, that's a great movie. A great, solid, romantic comedy. Agreed. Before 1987. <laughs> yeah. So moving on to 1987. Yeah, so our next up is Dirty Dancing. You guys sing that song. The time of you know what's sad though? I've finally seen this movie and I have never seen Footloose, but every time I see Dirty Dancing, I think the Footloose song. So I watched Because I used to think those two movies ago. were one and the same yeah. for a long time. Dirty Dancing is a hundred times better than Footloose. A hundred well, and thousand good. times better. So if you haven't seen Dirty Dancing, it came out in 1997. It's directed by Emil Ardolino. Which oh he did Sister Act. Sister Act. <laughs> Sister Act is a great movie. Okay, it's gonna be on my uh, birthday list next year probably. <laughs> um, so it stars. What about Sister Act Two? Back in the Habit. I don't know, but I love that. <laughs> I that think I title. saw that with my grandma in theaters. Actually. I've seen it, but I don't remember. I know they're making a third Sister Act wow. as well. Which, of course, they are because they're bringing all those 80s movies back. Um, Jennifer Grey plays the baby, uh, which is a weird nickname. Mm -hmm. But nobody puts baby in a corner. Patrick Swayze is the heartthrob. 
Uh, I'm trying to remember. Nobody Oaks matters. Just those two. Dear, no, Gary, Gary Orbach, <laughs> the guy from uh, Law and Order. I like. He's the dad. Oh, is he? Yeah, I forgot. This guy. Technology. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it takes place over a summer where a family is uh, vacationing in the Catskills. It's where they go. It's like one of those little lake communities. Um. Everybody gets like their own cabin or whatever, and they spend you know the whole summer because nobody has jobs. Like they're so rich, White they people. can just go there for weeks and weeks. <laughs> um. And while their baby meets a uh, what's his name, Johnny Castle who works at the camp and gets into like a whole lot of drama because some woman that he his dance partner is pregnant and she has to get an oh, abortion right. yeah um and he i think baby gives they the money too to dirty. them too dirty <laughs> it's not his baby um this is so confusing because her name's baby it's like baby baby <laughs> too many babies yeah and then so she, he has to kind of teach her how to dance to take her uh his partner's spot while oh, she right. yeah. is getting her medical treatment <laughs> uh but a lot of drama happens the other thing is it takes place in like the 50s or 60s right. which i was always like what like what's going on <laughs> um so yeah let's see I don't think this movie is stalkerish. I think it's true love. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I think I agree. Yeah. No, yeah. No stalking going on. Really. I'm trying to remember. So like most of the time it's just them dancing and then this will come into the boinkability section, I guess, because their dancing is very dirty. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of like touching and stuff. <laughs> and Grinding. then I think I'm trying to. It's been a while since I've seen it, Does so I don't Swayze know if they... twerk? I don't re remember. No, but he <laughs> he like leaps and like jumps off stages and like does his very ballet. Thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean he is like a professional dancer. So in real life or in this movie, uh, I think he, he was classically trained in like huh. dancing. I didn't know that. But then like got into other non dancing movies. Such <laughs> a does he also classically trained as a sculptor? A clay sculptor? Probably. <laughs> he trained as a classic sculptor, a classic surfer. A bouncer. <laughs> yeah, roadhouse. <laughs> um, what else? So, yeah. And they start off hating each other, as you do in any great romance. Mm -hmm. um, because I think he thinks she's a snob and, like, totally rich. And she's like, oh, he's just, like, the help. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just looking at our list. I wonder how many... I would guess 90% of these movies... The two people either don't like each other at first, or yeah. they one of them is being um, is pretending to be something else, yeah, and eventually <laughs> they get caught, but they still fall in love. Yeah, so this one, like, there's a lot of good dancing, um, a lot of drama with her parents, and then like at the very end is like the moment where like she does the lift thing because she's been too scared to do it, and like yeah. they kept messing it up the whole time. So that part, it's I think. That's one of the sweeter moments because he's like, nobody puts baby in a good corner. <laughs> I'm just talking too much. I know you haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, and I didn't write a review on Letterboxd. I didn't realize. What? Yeah. You well, always this write was like reviews. four years ago and we watched it three or four years okay. ago. But um, yeah, the main thing I remember, and this is going to be dumb. I feel like I this I centered in on all this on lots of movies, but the dad dads in these movies <laughs> i remember the dad being very there was a, like touching moments with the dad where he like sided with his daughter about the abortion and stuff that was happening and uh kind I of remember. i don't yeah i can't remember if the mom like disapproves the most 
about her choices, but I thought the dad kind of disowned her at one point. So I don't know. Maybe yeah, I could have it totally wrong. Time. I thought I thought not, but maybe you could be right. Yeah. Um, but I do remember I did like this movie quite a bit more than I expected to. Well, he the dad does help with the girl getting an abortion, but yeah. he is not. Harley's like doing gymnastics in the other room. Yeah. It sounds like <laughs> stuff not, falling. What's happening? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I think it's true love. Heartbreak factor. Hmm. Well, they end know. up together, so it's not. Yeah, really it's not really a heartbreak factor. Spoiler. Uh, it's kind of romantic comedy. I think it's more drama, romance, drama, musical. At least that's what Letterbox says. Yeah, there are comedic moments, but it's not like some like it hot. Yeah. Uh, we already talked about the steamy boinkability, mm-hmm. <laughs> but since it's in the 50s, Lots they're not going to boink. Men. Lots of shirtless Swayze <laughs> Yeah, Patrick, Patrick Swayze is always like v, V-necks, yeah. <laughs> muscle arms. <laughs> muscle arms. Uh, I don't know if I'd want to date them. Yeah, I mean, I not know. date them, double date. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to say. They'd probably want to dance and I don't dance. Yeah, we're like, like oh, let's we'll go just, dancing. We'll just sit here and watch a, a horror movie. Yeah, it's like, you guys just want to watch a movie with us? We want to eat cheese, like cheese, cheese dip and watch movies. Yeah. That's our, that's our like, don't put Michelle in a corner. Yeah. Yeah, and then our, the sweetest moment is, yeah, the whole ending and yeah. the whole dance montage and For stuff. Sure. Didn't they make a sequel to this? I'm pretty sure they did, but I don't know if it, I don't it think it stars the same very people. Very strange. <laughs> also, I love Jennifer Grey, and I'm always surprised she's not in more things. Yeah, well, she was in like everything, like around this era. Yeah, like, like Ferris Bueller, Bueller and... Red Dawn, uh-huh. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, she's great. I like her a lot too. Um. So yeah, I gave it four stars. I think it's solid. It's not like the greatest romance of all time, but it's very fun and surprising. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, it's on HBO. This is like like some of the ones we might mention. This is a movie that normally wouldn't be like this genre kind of romance movie is not necessarily my bag, but this is a really good version of that. So yeah. I, I did enjoy it a lot more than I expected to, for sure. Agreed. So next. Next up is a movie we've talked about briefly on the show before. Yeah. Um, and that is 1993's True Romance, uh, directed by Tony Scott, written by a, a, a Quentin Tarantino. Tarantino? <laughs> no, it's not. Yes, it is. <laughs> written. Yeah, oh, I say. thought you said directed. I'm like, no, yeah, we've had this conversation. Oh, well, boy, that joke <laughs> just fell right off the side of a cliff. Um, Divorce. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, True Romance is, uh, let's see, I'll read what it's about. Clarence marries Hooker, Alabama. Doesn't say what Clarence does. That's kind of weird. Uh, uh, sex worker. <laughs> yeah. I'm just reading a letter. Yeah. Uh, steals cocaine from her pimp and tries to sell it in Hollywood while the owners of the coke try to reclaim it. Do pimps have politically correct names? I don't know. Sex P- pimps employer? Pimps are not great people, generally. Is yeah. When you use the word pimp, you're not usually the hero of the story. Nope. Um, but it's Gary Oldman. <laughs> <laughs> true what's his name it's he like he looks ridiculous this has nothing to do with drexel the romance part. yeah drexel <laughs> drexel um yeah but uh yeah so this is um christian slater and uh patricia arquette right yeah patricia? yeah i just get them all confused um are the the couple that has the titular true romance <laughs> yeah and we know it's a romance movie because it's in the title yeah exactly but yeah, this is like, I guess genre-wise, it's more crime romance. Yeah, I guess so. It's almost or borderline like a Bonnie and Clyde-ish kind of thing. Yeah. Which we didn't think about that one. That might have been a good one. I did think too. about it, but 
there's so much controversy around them. Yeah, true. Whether or not he was gay. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, but anyways, uh, I I mean I love this movie. Anyways, just there's a lot of things I like about it, but I do I like their relationship a lot. I think it's very. I find that both of them in this movie very uh sweet and relatable yeah and i love that they like it actually it's funny it reminds me a little bit you know in office space there's that weird scene i I always feel like it's weird because the first time i saw it i thought it was like a dream sequence when he's like do you want to come back to my place and watch kung fu movies and she's like yeah yeah i do (laughs) (laughs) uh like i always wonder if that's like although they came out around the same time because i love that they fall in love over like kung fu movies and pie and like they basically just have like a really fun night together and yeah you know, um, and then you, then then I like too that like the romance thing, the like uh, like we talked about where it's like under a pretense, the pretense that basically she was sent to you know show him a good time on his birthday, you get that over with very quickly. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like a you know a surprise to him late in the movie. Like that's over quickly, and then it's just about them kind of trying to start their new like uh, you know, new life paradise life together with this money. They're trying to get the sell the Coke for. So Um, yeah, there isn't really any stalker or creepy moments. uh, Oh, well not the two of them. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's what I was focusing on. Not much James Gandolfini gangster, (laughs) you know, yeah, that stuff is pretty stalkerish, I guess. But I mean, he's not creepy towards her or vice versa. Although she, she, you know, Pretends to like him at first yeah. and then really likes him. <laughs> uh, so sort of, I guess. Uh, not really a heartbreak factor because they, of course. Well, she does get beat up and that was sad. Well, yeah. I mean, in terms <laughs> yeah. of their relationship, though, he, she gets beat up and he almost dies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. It's a tough romance. <laughs> uh, yeah. We talked about subgenre. What's What's the boinkability here? Pretty sure they boink. Yeah, maybe a few times. Yeah, but I don't remember <laughs> it though. I don't remember there being any. It might be more censored. I don't remember, but yeah. they definitely boink. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I don't remember like uh, if there's any sex scenes or nudity or anything that I recall off top. I, of my I don't head. remember there being nudity, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. Definitely um, a lot of smoking cigarettes afterwards. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um. What else? Would we double date with these ones? I'd say this is the first one where I would vote yes. Yeah, I was going to say yes because they just like go and watch movies. Yeah, they're big cool like, movie, movie theaters. Yeah. People. So that's definitely right up our alley for sure. We've had kung fu marathons. Yeah. <laughs> they might be a little obnoxious though. It's possible. They probably make it out all the time. Yeah, I was like, guys, movie's on. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Maybe like, they'd be like, hey, do you hear that marimba? No, not the marimbas. <laughs> I love the score so much. That's the one thing I hate about this movie is uh, the score. Love Hans Zimmer. Nineties marimbas. marimba. Like, why? <laughs> I want to see him live so I can see him rock that marimba live. I don't think he plays the marimba. <laughs> uh, I think he does. I think I've seen video. All right. <laughs> um, what do you think is the sweetest moment in this movie? I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess mean, just how much they care for each other. Yeah. I mean, clearly, yeah, they go it's a to, little rushed. They go to great uh, <laughs> and danger, very dangerous lengths to start their new life together and yeah. for each other. Um, so, yeah, that's I guess just overall, that's pretty they're pretty. Sweet. Although back to the like the stalker thing, isn't Christian Slater's character like super jealous of her pimp or something? Yeah, like it, to yeah, extremes. It's a little borderline between <laughs> jealousy and like wanting to protect her but yeah it's very definitely like a male fantasy kind of thing yeah like go you know savior yeah exactly 
So that part might be iffy. A little, yeah. But yeah, I guess I'd kill your pimp probably. <laughs> Thanks, Harper. <laughs> That's on my right in your Valentine's Day card. I'd kill your pimp. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I love True Romance. It's one of my one of my favorites. Yep, I give it four stars. I don't think it's streaming anywhere. Yeah, I don't believe it is. But uh, stars, if you've got stars. <laughs> but yeah, so True Romance. What's next? Next up is Chungking Express, which came out in 1994 and directed by Wong Kar Wai. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we recently watched this. I had never seen it before. And you had once a long couple, time ago. A couple times, yeah, I think. So this is uh, is an antholo- anthology? Uh, it's only good, two. It's two separate stories. Yeah, well, they're, they kind of interweave, too, yeah. so... I, more of an ensemble kind of thing. But yeah, it is definitely divided into two kind of episodes. Yeah, so it follows two melancholic Hong Kong policemen who uh, who don't fall in love with each other, who fall in love with other people, um, with a mysterious underworld figure and the other with a beautiful and ethereal 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 server at a late night restaurant. I used to always say ethereal. Yeah, I was like, that's not right. I know it. <laughs> Uh, so it's just two different love stories. The first one, the guy definitely is stalker creepy zone. Um, second well, one is probably my he's favorite. He's stalking somebody else. He's stalking yeah. his ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Right. And he's keeps, so needy. Keeps running into, um, <laughs> this woman who's like, she, what, she's like a, um, she a drug, drug dealer or a spy? Uh, it's like international drug dealer. Yeah. She's exporting. Super stylish. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I love, I love more than anything else. I love the style of this movie to me. It like perfectly, uh, distills what was great about like nineties movies. Yeah. This is like the, yeah, the it's quintessential very 90s. 90s stylist movie in a <laughs> perfect way. Yeah. Like the stroby video, uh, the way it's yeah. edited, the, you know, the way it looks, the, the stock and everything. It looks, it's great. So let's break down the two short into our two segments. Yeah. So the first one. He is definitely weird and stalkery. It's well, basically, both segments are about people who have gotten their hearts broken and yeah. whether they can move past it or not. And this guy is like obsessed with pineapple. He buys pineapple <laughs> so with <weird>. a specific <laughs> uh, expiration date because it's yeah. the day they their anniversary or her. Or, He's giving himself like a month to uh until if they don't get back right. within a month he's like i don't know buying pineapple so he's eating every all day. this expired pineapple <laughs> basically um and so yeah this one i guess there's a heartbreak factor because newsflash he ends up alone i yeah. guess uh his love interest doesn't return the favor <laughs> i i'd say in general the first story is much less interesting than the second story yeah, I definitely love the second story more. I wish that the first half did a lot more with the spy gangster woman. Yeah. Because um, that is much more interesting than loner pineapple man. Yeah. <laughs> so no boinkability. I don't know if this whole movie, it has comedic moments, but it doesn't feel like a rom-com. No, it's not a rom-com, but it's very cutesy. Yeah, I would say. it's a cutesy romance. <laughs> uh, so yeah. First segment, not that great. Second segment is amazing. And this is probably my favorite because it's so sweet. <laughs> it is sweet. And, but very stalkery. Yeah. Really heavy on the stalker. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. From the opposite yeah. gender. So this guy uh, is a cop, uh, which is, we should be saying these people's names too. Oh, yeah, That's uh, Tony, um, what's his name? Tony, Tony Leung. Um, Tony Leung is this uh, cop who just had this like fling with this uh, airline stewardess and then she kind of dumps him or left him. Uh, it's unclear whether he, it's unclear for him, I guess, whether she really left him for good. Like they don't, I don't think they really say like they broke up. She just sort of stopped. Yeah. She around. just stopped like calling him and stuff. Um, and, uh, Faye Wong, uh, plays Faye, um, <laughs> who works, she works at like the local, like, um, I don't know what you call it's it. It's like a deli. Yeah. It's like fast a place. food counter yeah. place. Whatever those little places are called in Hong Kong. Um, where he, he frequently visits and yeah. she, uh, kind of falls in love with him and like get, gets a note from the airline stewardess, but doesn't give it to him. Yeah. With a set of her, his apartment keys. Right. Oh, that's right. That's, that's how, how it works. She yeah. <laughs> She's the stewardess is returning her keys to his apartment, but Faye does not give him those keys and instead starts going to his house and basically yeah. living in his house. Anytime yeah, and he's like not there cleaning it and like changing stuff around and like hiding her own belongings in the apartment. Yeah. It's like messing around <laughs> with stuff. Yeah. Uh, basically like living like she's his girlfriend when he's not there. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> um, it's just very funny and cute. Um, but yeah, so there's definitely, definitely a, a stalker. heavy soccer <laughs> stuff there. That, there's that really funny scene when he shows up at back, he comes back to his apartment and she's there. And yeah. She's trying to explain why she's in his apartment. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so this one's definitely more comedic too. I think it is. It is. Um, there's not really this movie's not really boinkable. No, because like all their stuff's for super both cute. of them, it's both segments. I mean, nobody really actually dates each other. No, it's like the be end of one relationship, beginning of another. Yeah, kind of. so it's like that in between flirty. Oh, and I I love stuff. where Tony Leung is like um all the belongings in his apartment. He gives them voices and like the yeah. blankets are like, don't, he's like, don't worry. She'll be back soon. Yeah. Like they're very sad. <laughs> um, I would not double date with the first segment, dude. No, definitely not. I'd so. probably double date with the second segment. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed cool. Although I don't know if I want to hang out with a policeman. That's Although true. he, at the end of the movie, he's not a policeman anymore. So that's fine. Oh, that's right. I'll yeah, hang out was, with the end I always version. forget about like the epilogue kind of bit <laughs> yeah, of the story. Cause yeah, because she ends up becoming a flight attendant too. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, they don't actually get together at all until like the very end. Yeah, that's true. Because she's like, she wants to figure out for herself what she wants in life. And she goes to California with this airline job mm -hmm. and then tells him like, we'll meet in a year. Um and then they end up meeting Sounds familiar. a year later. We're going to be talking about yeah. something like that in a minute. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the whole second part is super sweet. It is. And it has your favorite yes. song you've been obsessed Play, with. Uh, in, it's just Dreams, right? I think it's just From dreams. the Cranberries. Yeah. They use it a lot, and it's great. Yes. Yes, <laughs> and it's do. been stuck in my head and ever since. <laughs> what's the other song? They use that 60s, that like, oh, the skies are good. Yeah. Right? That's like her favorite song. <laughs> So great music, great everything. If you're unsure about the first half, wait until the second half. Yeah, I mean, the first half isn't bad, but it's just not nearly as fun as the second half, yeah. for sure. So I give it four and a half. Yeah, and you know, there's a essentially a sort of a sequel to this movie that we need to watch. I think we own it, Fallen Angels. I think it's mm -hmm. sort of a sequel to it. But um, anyways, I think it was going to be the third story. Yeah. But yeah, Chunking Express, that's a good one.
next up, we're going to talk about an entire series. Yeah, cheating. Because, totally cheating. Yeah, it's a prolonged love story. So that's the Before series, which is Before Sunrise, which came out in 1995, Before Sunset, which came out in 2004, and Before Midnight, which came out in 2013. Yeah, you so, can't really separate yeah. these. These movies are all directed by Richard Linklater, and they star Ethan Hawke as Jesse, Julie Delphi as Celine, and Nobody that's pretty else. much it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's some side characters, but they don't matter. Um, so this starts off... And some Austrians that are putting on a cow play. Yeah. So we'll start with Before Sunrise. Um, so this one takes place... It's Jesse meets Celine on a train, and he convinces her while he's in... Um, his last Vienna. stop in Vienna to get off the train and spend the whole day and night before his flight to walk around and explore the city and just get to know each other. Um, she agrees for some weird reason. <laughs> um, and yeah, they just have a great, great night. Yeah. It's, it's Talking very, very and, typical yeah. of Richard Linklater in that it's let it's, there's way less plot than there is just conversation, just ideas. Yeah. Just two people talking, having a conversation about their philosophies and their past relationships and yeah. their family. And yeah, for the most part, it's like an entire relationship shrunk down into one night. Right. So they cover everything you could think of. Yep. Um, and then in Sunset, which takes place nine years later in real time, um, they meet again in Paris. Uh, because he's written a book about that one night and she goes to, uh, to the, the book reading and, uh, or book signing or whatever. And they basically, he's only got like a, an hour before he has to go yeah. get on a flight. And so they spend a little time together catching up and basically kind of going back and forth about like, Oh, what, what might've happened if they had stayed together after yeah. the end of the first movie? Well, because in the first movie they promised like, we'll come back and meet each other in six months. But for some reason something happens and they don't meet each yeah, other. You don't know that so, at the end of that one. Yeah, so yeah both that's these, what Before Sunset covers. All three of these have very ambiguous endings, which is interesting. Yeah. It's interesting to have a franchise where every yeah. movie <laughs> is ambiguous in the end. Uh, so yeah, Before Sunrise, you don't know whether they're going to meet back in six months. And Sunset is the most ambiguous of all. It just sort of ends <laughs> yeah. kind of in the middle Does of Does he get on his plane or not? <laughs> yeah, they're just in her apartment and kind of talking and she's dancing. You just have to wait nine years later to find out right that he does stay <laughs> and it's them married with not children married. or not married it's them life partners with children living he's divorced yeah well they're not living in greece but they're on a family vacation in greece for a right. job thing so let's go back to before sunrise and i think we should just talk about all three of these as a whole with these things what do you think <laughs> okay I mean, we could dive into the specifics, but... Well, yeah, each one, it's so different from one another. But yeah, you start. Well, let's talk about Stalker versus True Love. First one, it's not Stalker, but I mean, I guess it is. He's like very intense. <laughs> yeah, but it is. It's very like it's, spontaneous. Yeah. It's not. I think Stalker... Love uh, at first sight and hoping that she'll follow you around. Yeah, and they both <laughs> sort of spontaneously decide like, let's just go for it. 
But I don't think this would ever happen in current modern time. Certainly not right now. <laughs> because, well, besides COVID. I mean, it's just so like you're going to follow some strange guy who like in a weird city you've never been to with no cell phone. Like true that. <laughs> that part's a little weird. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's true. And then in the second movie, I guess she sort of stalks him. <laughs> yeah, she kind of finds him because she, well, happens to like be at the bookstore she goes to. Yeah, so. she sees a, a um, poster about him doing a book signing or whatever. Yeah, but she definitely seeks him out. Yeah, no stalking in the last one, nope. I would say. <laughs> no stalking. <laughs> um, heartbreak factor. <sighs> this whole movie is a off, heartbreak. <laughs> particularly the second movie is is Heartbreak City. Third one is well, too. Really, yeah, second, yeah. And third, both aren't. I mean, they're still together in both the both yeah. movies. The first movie is very hopeful. So even if it is like we don't know what's happened, at least they had a great time together and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's very much like uh like the life cycle of like a relationship and like like the first one's very optimistic. They're very young and they've just met each other. Sunset is very like uh troubled but potential. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one is uh, fairly pessimistic, I would say. Yeah. Um, but with some glimmers of possibility. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, because the third one is mostly them. You get to figure out like, oh, their whole life, all the issues like with his first wife and having a son living across the ocean that right. he only gets to see occasionally. And like then they're both like have their own careers and she doesn't want to give up anything right. for his career. Um, so that whole movie is pretty heartbreaking because it's like it your is. favorite two characters. And then it's like 10 years since the last movie and they're just fighting the whole time. That's true. It's, <laughs> and it it's is like, Oh my God. Kind of brutal. Although the last <laughs> yeah. scene is very sweet. And yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, let's talk about, uh, well, subgenre, I don't know what you'd call this besides just pure romance. I think it's just romance. Yeah, I There agree. are some funny, like, jokes and lines, but it's not just out because to they're, be funny. No, exactly. Just because they're funny people. Yeah. Um, so it's just romance drama. Yeah. How about boinkability? <laughs> well, the first one's very boinkable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they have a steamy night in the park. <laughs> or do they? Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, that's something it's that implied it's talked about in the second movie. For um, sure. And it's so I mean, they kiss a lot, too, in the first one. Yeah, it's so sweet. It is so very sweet. <laughs> second one. Let's see. It, well, there's a lot of there's tension. a lot of tension. Yeah, a lot of tension. Yeah. Uh, like there's that one part where um, in the first one, he's like he wants to move her hair out of the way. The second one, she wants to like move his hair. And, yeah, like, like without them noticing. Just, like, they just want to touch each other. So that one's pretty steamy too. <laughs> and you know, it's funny. I had forgotten until we just rewatched these. That Midnight is the only one to actually have a sex scene ish and nudity. Yeah. Uh, which is surprising and uh, get to see Julie Duffy's boobs. <laughs> pretty. Um, pretty cool but you know like you would think it'd be the first movie when they're like yeah 22 years old or whatever <laughs> instead of them when they're like in their late 40s or yeah. whatever um but it's great but also because these two people are immortal as far as i'm aware <laughs> julie delphi and ethan hawk look yeah. exactly the same now that they did in 1995 <laughs> basically yeah <laughs> they even talk about that what yeah. about her butt or something being yeah, bigger like, yeah what well, he he plays at the end he's like uh he pretends he's come from the future, yeah. which is playing back to the beginning of the first movie. 
Um, and she's like, uh, how's my, how's my big fat French ass? And he's like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, would we double date with these? Of course. Yeah, definitely. I love Although them. it might get pretty obnoxious when they just talk about like philosophical stuff all the time. <laughs> yeah. Potentially. I would want to be at that dinner table. Yeah. With them for sure. Maybe not a double date, but a group dinner. Group, group setting. Group dinner. <laughs> be less intimidating. Uh, what are some of the sweet moments in these movies? Uh, I think I like all the like stolen glances at each other mm-hmm. in the first one. So like when they're in the record booth listening to music together and he's just yeah. like looking yeah, at her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one's sweet. When they kiss the first time, that's sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, when they leave each other, that's heartbreaking, but also sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the second one, I kind of already mentioned the hair part mm-hmm. where they're like, she's going to fix his hair. Um, that part's sweet. She sings the song for sure. Yeah. And then when she s- sings her love song about him to him. Yeah. Uh, it could be creepy, but no. <laughs> uh, but although I, we have to talk about the second one because the ending is so awful. <laughs> uh, debatable. That's what's funny about all if these we, movies is yeah. all three of them, the endings you could be very irritated about them because they're so ambiguous, well, especially that one just the cuts second off, one. And like, you don't know if there's ever going to be a third the second one. one the <laughs> ending, there is not um, a resolution, even an ambiguous resolution. Yeah. It's literally just like in medias res. Yeah. They it. just fade out, fade to black. Um, and yeah, you had to wait nine years to find out that. You yes, didn't even know if he was making one. So, yeah. <laughs> third one. It's kind of hard I think I like their banter in the beginning. I don't know if it's sweet, but them like discussing their being awful parents and stuff is funny. Yeah. Um, I like the, all the stuff that she does when they're in that church and she's making fun of his, uh, cl- yeah. she says he's a closet <laughs> Christian. Yeah. <laughs> and all that's really funny. Um, um, and then it ends on a hopeful, sweet note. Potentially. Uh, yeah. Even though they're both kind of making but I swear fun to God, if he doesn't give them another movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about. So mad. <laughs> just because this, this is a big, big part of the list, I'm going to say. Um, these are probably my favorite romance movies on this whole yeah, list. Yeah, this one easily. That's why we had to include um, all three for one section. <laughs> which, how would you rank the three of them? I think I rate the, it's so tough. I definitely enjoyed the first one a lot more and then watching them all back to back. It's hard. I still give sun before sunset half a star lower because it does end so abruptly and I want like 30 extra minutes added onto that movie. Sure. (laughs) Um, but I think I like the first one the most now and then the third one and then the second one. That's interesting because I've totally changed around and the second one is definitely my favorite now. I love sunset. Um, partly because maybe because we're that we're literally exactly the same age. They are yeah. 32 well, I'm 33 now, but, yeah. um, uh, yeah, I don't know. All three of them are like super duper impressive from a technical standpoint because they don't feel like they're impressive from a technical standpoint yeah. because they're super casual and they feel very natural and improvised, even though they're yeah. not the chemistry between these two people are insane. I I'm going like, to, I'm I don't know go how out. they're not married in real life. Um, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I'm going to go out and say that I think there's a strong possibility that I would consider the three of these movies the greatest acting in movies, period. Yeah. 
because they are so 100% believable as real people. Yeah, I agree. Um, their conversations and the way they, their body language, everything about it feels very natural and, uh, you know, interesting. And yeah, and the way the movies are made, it's just crazy impressive that it can feel that real. And uh, even though it's very, very uh, carefully composed. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah. I re- the director's really good at doing these types of movies too because like boyhood is mm-hmm. very natural and similar well lots of his movies especially his early stuff there's like waking life and stuff these movies are all about just people having conversations yeah and even dazed and confused you, and uh everybody wants some same kind of ideas like yeah. it's just kind of a chunk of somebody's life he's basically the like gilmore girl writer of movies <laughs> you say so <laughs> Uh, um, I always kind of forget about Richard Linklater and then we watch stuff like this and I'm like, oh yeah, he is one of my favorite he's directors. He's a school of rock. Yeah. I remember liking it, but that's such a weird choice. I mean, I guess he loves music too. I yeah, don't know. I haven't seen that in a very <laughs> long time. Anyway, these are definitely probably my favorite romance movies of all time. I agree. I'm with you on that. And if you haven't seen them, go buy the Criterion box set and yeah, binge all three of the them. The box set's incredible <laughs> too. It's really nice. So yeah, I gave... All of them basically five stars, except the middle one. Four and a half stars. <laughs> I think they all got five for me this time around. All right, next up. Next up is The English Patient, which has been a while since I've seen this one, but I do remember thinking it was super romantic. Um, so English Patient came out in 1996 and directed by Anthony Minghella, mm-hmm. um, who did like talented Mr. Ripley and cold Cold mountain. Mountain, Um, it stars Ralph Fiennes, Juliette Binoche, William Dafoe, Kristen Scott, Thomas, uh, Colin Firth, bunch of, bunch of people in it. Um, and it takes place in the 1930s. It's like, I think Ralph Fiennes plays a map maker and it's taking place during world war two as it's unfolding. Um, and they're kind of living near, I don't think it's Egypt, but it's somewhere like Middle East. Sahara Desert. Yeah. Um, and they, I'm trying to remember, man, I should have done more research on Yeah, this. I know. I don't remember much about it, to be perfectly honest. Because I can't remember if it's enough. I think it's an affair. I think she's married. Kristen Scott Tom- Thomas is married. Mm-hmm. And she starts having an affair with Ralph Fiennes. Um, and then basically jealousy and betrayal and politics kind of takes them away from each other. And this movie is very like solid romance. Um, it's a romance war. in a very classical yeah. kind of sense. Yeah, for sure. definitely. And because um, the entire movie is also narrated by Ralph Fiennes when he's old and kind of dying. Mm-hmm. Um so you get like this love story there, but I think you also get a love story with Naveen Andrews character who he's like, he detonates bombs. Um, and Ralph Fiennes is like the pa- a patient. They can't move. Cause he's like on his deathbed. Oh, right. And so there's like with Juliette Binoche, she's like having her own like romantic life or love story with that guy. I totally well, forgot about so that. So it's like two love stories yeah, in right. one. But yeah, that I forgot yeah. about that. That part is really interesting. And they're both heartbreaking love stories. Yeah. It does not end well for either of them. No, this is definitely <laughs> the first on our list that's got a heavy heartbreak factor. Yeah. 
and heartbreak also, 10 yeah, out of 10 like i might have even cried in this movie when ralph finds like is carrying the love of his life's body out of a cave Spoilers. <laughs> it's so depressing yeah it's pretty sad <laughs> um but yeah lots of boinkability factor in this movie I I guess there is some stalkerish moments because I think he is very like possessive of her mm. and like super jealous about everything she does. Um, but it's just because his passion is so large. Like I mean, it's Ralph Fiennes. <laughs> what, yeah. what do you expect? Uh, but yeah, heartbreak all over the place. Um, <laughs> I would not double date with them because they're probably like Skeletons. 1930s sexist. I don't know. <laughs> A woman must be seen, not heard. Um, A wife. <laughs> you are a wife and you'll do it as my wife yeah. does. A la Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's some sweet moments. I just can't pinpoint them. <laughs> I do like the uh, the modern love story, which is like during World War II. So I don't know. Wait, the modern one is during World War II? I thought the... I think the first one... Oh, you're right. It it's might in the be... 30s. It's in the 30s. Yeah. I can't remember what the other war is. Maybe it's World War One. I. I don't know. He yeah. doesn't age very well if it's that Clearly, short. we have not done nearly as much, enough research on this one. It's been yeah. a while since we watched it. But I did give it four and a half, so I know I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I gave it a four. So, yeah, but we, I didn't have a liked. review for it, so I'm sorry, everybody. Yeah, same here. Just take my word for it that it's, if you want a solid 90s oh, and I'll, made movie. <laughs> I'll throw into the one of the things that got me excited to watch it was that Walter Murch edited it, who's one of the all-time great editors in film history (laughs) uh so that was cool um so yeah not much left to talk about it because i can't remember so we can move (laughs) on to the next movie which we love yeah and that next movie is 10 things i hate about you yeah not even a little not Not even even a lot lot. (laughs) um this is one that i think oh well i guess we should say what it is first so yeah (laughs) directed by gil junger junger I don't know. Who also directed other, boy, nothing good. <laughs> uh, Black Knight, If Only, uh, Beauty and the Briefcase. Seems like a bunch of uh, Lifetime movies, these other ones yeah, look like. Yeah, a lot of Christmas, Christmas love Christmas stories. Christmas Cupid. <laughs> uh, the, my fake fiance. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. So clearly this was a fluke. Because <laughs> this movie's incredible. Um, so it's based on Taming of the Shrew. Shakespeare. Um, On the first day at his new school, Cameron instantly falls for Bianca, the gorgeous girl of his dreams. The only problem is that Bianca is forbidden to date until her ill-tempered, completely undateable older sister, Kat, a.k.a. the shrew, uh, (laughs) goes out as well. Uh, In an attempt to solve his problem, Cameron singles out the only guy who could possibly be a match for Kat, the mysterious bad boy with a nasty reputation of his own. (laughs) The Australian factor. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think this is one that we both independently really liked before well, we, we even knew each other, right? Talk about the cast first. Well, okay. All right. You got Heath Ledger as the bad boy. Patrick Verona. <laughs> Julia Stiles as Cat the Shrew. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who is some random dude. Um, and Larissa Olinick. Oli- is Bianca, his yeah. love interest. Um, e2 Cameron? Yeah. <laughs> I know I can just... You can be overwhelmed. We quote this movie. Can you ever just be overwhelmed? Yeah, we quote <laughs> this movie all the time. Maybe even one day at Tambourine. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, like you were saying, independently, I think we both watched this and I, liked it. Yeah, I loved this movie growing up, um, for sure. I'm, I don't think I saw it in theaters, but we definitely no. had like a VHS of it and we, we used to watch it. This is like one of the few movies that me and Kendall 100% agreed on when we were both like preteens or whatever. Yeah. Well, this and Clueless would be a great double feature. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see Clueless until I was much older. It's like older. Shakespearean uh, adaptations. Yeah. <laughs> Routines. <laughs> uh, my review on Letterboxd, and I, and I even said, I wonder how many reviews start like this. Why do I love this movie? Let me count the ways. <laughs> <laughs> Mine just says, that must be Nigel with the brie. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. That's the other one we quote all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so let's let's get into some of our, our things. So Stalker versus True Love, big stalker factor here. Well, yeah. I mean, on both he's... Side, both relationships, yeah, really. He's paid... Heath Ledger is paid to date Kat and that's not really stalker, but it's the whole like yeah, you aren't to be lying someone to someone to start a romance isn't right. a good way to start. Um, and then Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he's stalkerish towards Bianca. Well, he's basically yeah doing all this. He's kind doing of all of it stuff. just to try and get a date with her. Well, and they also, in a way, sort of stalk her older sister, like when they go to her yeah. bedroom and like S- looking look at her, her underwear. Stuff. Yeah. He's like, "Do you have a pair of black panties?" <laughs> I'm like creep <laughs> a girl's bedroom is very private um but yeah so definitely some heavy stalker factor that's yeah. the only thing i don't like about this movie is i feel like the the turnaround from the like betrayal is way too fast yeah it happens in literally the last 30 seconds of the movie yeah <laughs> and i was like oh that's it okay <laughs> um so i have to read the play and see how that see how it works out there yeah um but let's see. Uh, heartbreak factor. I mean, when she finds out that he's been lying and paid to date her, that's pretty heartbreaking. It's true. But then they make up at the end. Yeah. <laughs> because he buys her a guitar. Yeah. With all his proceeds. Yeah. <laughs> um, definitely a romantic comedy. Yeah. For sure. Teen romantic. Mm-hmm. Rom com. This is yeah. This is the crowning champion of the like. Teen, 90s teen rom slash early 2000s teen romance there are a lot of these kind of movies and this is the only one that i like yeah i would say <laughs> um boinkability there's not much boink factor only when she it's probably gets him out of detention by flashing the coach oh yeah that was that's creepy she flashed <laughs> we're going her left. teacher we're going right. yeah <laughs> uh i'm trying to remember if there's any other creepy teachers or moments or what's her name uh Oh, the teacher. Jenny. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Heinous bitch is the term used most often. Uh, throbbing member. Yeah. <laughs> bratwurst. It was a bratwurst. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, she's a little creepy for writing, like, uh, romance she's writing novels. writing erotic novels. Nothing wrong with that. school hours and asking students for advice. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. Not, I mean, I guess they kissed a few times. That's about it, right? Yeah. Or they only kiss at the end, really. I don't know. Yeah. They only kiss when they're all like covered in paint. She does do a drunk like dance show. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, Would we double date this couple? Hell yeah. Heath Ledger. And we go play paintball with him? Yeah. They they seem pretty cool. Well, I guess we should say if we were in high school. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, yeah, I'd probably be friends with her in high school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's a weird person. For sure. I wrote, I also wrote in my review that Cat Stratford is my spirit animal. No. <laughs> <laughs> I took high school seriously with my grades. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, sweet moments. 
I mean, it's a lot. Obviously, I mean the. Ugh. Sorry, I just I remembered the song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, when he sing, he's the marching band to play. Um, yeah, uh, what's just it? Too good yeah, to too good to be true. true. It's our song. Which it was. It was our first dance at our wedding because of this movie. So yeah. that obviously we could not include this. Yeah, list. we picked it because of our love. <laughs> <laughs> okay. George Keith Ledger. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, this movie's been out so long. It's on Disney. I think I do like the last time we watched it. I was thinking it's feeling a little outdated as far as like all the stereotypical characters, but for me, that's never really gonna be a huge factor because we watched it while we were in high school. Yeah, this was so our era. I mean, <laughs> yeah. we were eleven when this movie came out, right? So it was only a couple of years before we were that age. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess more than that, maybe five or six years, but still. Yeah. Uh, definitely was watching this while we were in high school. Rewatching. Definitely. Um, so he also has an excellent, excellent soundtrack. Oh, yeah. And they had that band playing at the end. Uh-huh. <laughs> on uh, the rooftop. <laughs> yeah. There's lots of great music in this movie for sure. Um, but yeah, I love this one. It's a, it's a classic high school uh, teen romance. Yep. It's a good one. Uh, so next up, I think in the mood for love. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Has nothing to do with the movie. We're waiting on that one. I have uh, to say it at least five times. Yeah. Uh, so in the mood for love is another Wong Kar. Wong Kar is the only one to get two movies on this list, I believe. Yeah. And I bet if we'd watched some more of his, some more might have made probably because <laughs> like all he does is romance. It, it does kind of <laughs> seem like it. Um. So, uh, In the Mood for Love uh, takes place in Hong Kong in 1962. Uh, it's a melancholy story about the love between a woman and a man who live in the same building and one day find out that their husband and wife are having, either having or had an affair with each other. So, like, their spouses were having an affair. Yeah. So, they're like, let's have an affair together. <laughs> sort of, yeah. Um, so, this is like, one of the most gorgeously shot and edited movies of all time, I would say. It's been, I feel like I don't remember it as much, but we, last time, I think we watched it on like Valentine's Day. Yeah, I think we did watch it. A few it. years ago. Yeah. So you'll have to take the lead on this one. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I it's been a while for me too. It was a couple of years ago, but uh, it's super understated. Like most of the movie, they only kind of pass each other in the hallway. Like you miss a lot of, like this movie kind of, skips over or hides a lot of the like what would normally be like the seminal um like moments in a relationship the titular like you're getting a lot of the like in between stuff yeah uh, so it's super understated it's really really unique um what what i always think about when i think about this movie are the scenes when they like pass each other in so like in slow-mo and they just sort of give each other these looks there's like a lot of story being told in these like very subtle moments <laughs> like not blinking at each other yeah, okay. <laughs> i'm just kidding um, and then too there's the whole thing where they like uh when they start like talking to each other and like they go out to eat and stuff they're like pretending to be each other's spouse that's cheating on yeah. them yeah so they have this kind of weird game that they play and so it's kind of this interesting blending where like you don't know whether they're and maybe they don't know whether they're just playing the role or they're actually falling in love with each other. Um, I don't know. It's very, it's like, like I said, it was very, it's very melancholy and subtle and understated. Yeah. And gorgeous. And red. Yeah. Very, <laughs> very <of> red. red. <laughs> um, and yeah, like 
crazy good performances by the two leads. Uh, it's Tony. Let me double check. I'm make sure I get it right. I believe it's Tony Young again. Yeah, Tony yeah. Young and Maggie Chung um, are both just like incredibly good. And I didn't know until very recently this movie has like a sequel. I didn't know that either. I can't remember. Um, what is it called? Uh, it is called 2046. Um, I believe that's the one that's sort of a sequel for it. Um, but yeah. So uh, let's talk about some of our questions. So stalker versus true love. Not really stalker. But it's another like pretending to be someone else. Sort of, yeah. It's a, situation. It's a pretty unique situation. Yeah. Um, heartbreak factor is pretty high on this one. Yeah. For sure. Two broken people. <laughs> yeah, they're both they're both, you know, being cheated on, and their and their relationship is also like on the har- rocks. Yeah, hard to say whether <laughs> it would work. Yeah. Um, romance subgenre. I mean, I guess it's a period romance technically. It's sixties. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know what else, I I don't know what else I would ha- call it. Probably just romance drama. Yeah, boinkability. I don't remember if they boink. <laughs> no, I would almost certainly. I mean, I don't know. I don't think so, but it's been a while. It might be like before and after I think, boinking. Yeah, I think it's mostly very, <laughs> very um, tense Yeah. situation. Um, would we double date? I don't know. Very, I don't very know different either. Kind of, they uh, seem kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know that they'd be they double date. It would be very fun to hang out with. That's true. <laughs> So let's say no, because <laughs> uh, we're racist. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. In the Mood for Love is a gorgeous movie. It's, it's a complicated romance, too. It's not yeah. very, it's hard. That's why maybe we're having a hard time talking about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is definitely one if you've never seen it. It's worth checking out. Yeah. I think I give it four stars, and it's on Criterion and HBO. It is. And it's definitely one of the highest rated romances on like Letterboxd and all that stuff, too. It's always on everybody's lists for in sure. The <laughs> I wish they would put that in yeah. the movie. <laughs> you would say cover on yeah. the wings of love with the title of Yeah, that. they could do like a karaoke song. <laughs> yeah, it's really matching the uh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> all right, moving on. Yeah. So next up is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which came out in 2004, directed by Michelle Gondry. Mm. This stars Jim Carrey, Kate Winslet, Kirsten Dunst, Mark Ruffalo, Elijah Wood. Um, <laughs> and what's his name? Tom, Tom Wilkinson. Tom Wilkinson. So this follows, I guess it's, it takes, I don't know, it feels like the technology is futuristic, but it's just like early it's a, 2000s. It's a sci-fi romance. I believe yeah. the only one on it might our, be no, our only sci-fi. No, there's one that's <laughs> way more sci-fi than this, actually. Oh, okay. Um, so it follows Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet. Uh, they used to date each other, but then there, Kate Winslet undergo, underwent a procedure to have her memory erased of everything related to him he finds out about it and decides he's going to do the same procedure so he can forget her and get over it but they sort of keep it's like taking place in two different times so it's like the past and present and Uh in the present they keep running into each other and the past is really he's experiencing his memories as they're being erased yeah and is trying to he changes his mind and is trying to save the memories yeah so you kind of get like their whole relationship, everything Backwards. that was good and bad, and then also seeing it playing out in the present. Right. Where Elijah Wood is super <laughs> creepy and is... He is so creepy. He ba- when he was <laughs> cleansing her memories of him, uh, he basically steals all this stuff and basically 
pretend you know uses all the line same lines line. and stuff yeah that jim carrey's character Gives her did gifts. because he knows it'll work on her <laughs> yeah because he's a little creepo he is super creepy in this yeah he's pretty gross <laughs> um other than that is there any other creepy stuff it's mostly true love i guess it's well it's kind of true love with a caveat love. yeah <laughs> not necessarily toxic but it's like i don't know i love that the the ending of this movie the basically the idea is that like uh if you know everything that's going to happen, even if it's bad, if you still love the person, you would go through it all over again. Yeah. You know? um, and that's such a complicated thing to, to put into a movie and it, but like, this is a perfect way to explore that idea. Yeah. Cause I think this kind of explores like soulmates more. Like if your soulmate is out there and you erase the memory of them, but you still keep finding them well like, uh, or or even just that like even painful memories are can still be important to yeah. who you are and uh, you know you eventually you might still want to hang on to those yeah <laughs> it shapes who you are yeah totally um it's also like uh one of the most unique looking movies ever made i would say yeah it's kind of crazy like the visual effects throughout it because I mean, you're like going in and out of memories, but it's all flawless and like seamed together and with like characters yeah. will move from one location to the other just by walking through a doorway and stuff. Yeah. And it all feels very in camera, not like, yeah, there's nothing in this movie that feels like cheap effect nope. at all. It And I mean, that's what Michelle Gondry is known for. And uh, I think this is the peak of him, his, that kind of style where yeah. it, the style doesn't overwrite the substance of the story because it's so critical to the substance of the story. Um, I guess this movie is pretty heartbreaking yeah, yeah. <laughs> for most of it. I mean, it's optimistic <laughs> in a way, but yeah. it is also definitely heartbreaking yeah. because you're basically seeing this couple who is so in love and then they kind of hate each other. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's definitely a fair amount of heartbreak and, and the whole side story with Kirsten Dunst is very sad. Yeah, because Kristen Dunst, uh, she finds out that, or should I spoil it or Let's not? leave that unspoiled. Anything after 2000, we don't spoil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's leave that. But All let's right. just say it's there's a sad Yeah, there's uh, a side revelation. romance story that you find out about later. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it's quirky romance. It's not like a rom-com, but it definitely is like, there are a lot of funny moments. <laughs> there, yeah, their relationship is very meet cute and yeah, in indie movie quirky. Um, yeah, mostly and in a very good way. Then sci-fi romance. Um, yeah, with all the technology that they're using, mm -hmm. the future. Also, Mark Ruffalo's hair in this is insane. <laughs> He's like Ruffalo. Buddy Holly or something. He <laughs> He's looks so, so goofy weird. Looking. <laughs> uh, uh, what else? We got boinkability. They boink. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but although this is one of the few Kate Winslet movies where you, she's not naked. It's like, I've seen her boobs like so many times. It is unreal to me that we picked 14 <laughs> romance movies and somehow we didn't get one with Kate Winslet's breasts. Yeah. <laughs> How did that even happen? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Would also, we... this is a, one of the few movies where Jim Carrey is perfect in not being over the top obnoxious and not being like somebody dull. stop me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is probably my favorite jim carrey performance yeah i would say more than dumb and dumber I'll, um <laughs> no actually i take that back me myself and irene is probably my favorite he's actually a little bit of a non-care if i had a complaint about this movie that'd be maybe the only thing i'd say is that 
she has a lot of personality and interesting things going on with her philosophy and her job. Like, I don't even know what he does for a living. I think or... that's the point, though, because he is boring. I mean, maybe so. That's that kind of, he of... even calls himself like boring. Yeah. He doesn't, hasn't done anything in his life. Much, he's much, a kind of a non person. Um, yeah. Whereas she's very Can an introvert and an extrovert make it? <laughs> yeah, <that is laughs> or can you of... just be verted? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I would, I don't know. Would we double date with them? Mm-hmm. It depends on what stage of their she relationship. She likes to drink and drive, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. <laughs> and he's boring. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Would we date Mark Ruff or double date with Mark Ruffalo and Kirsten Dunst? <laughs> I mean, Mark Ruffalo and that crazy hair? Sure. Or Elijah Wood and Kate Winslet. <laughs> <laughs> I would double date with Elijah Wood any day. Of the yeah. week. <laughs> we'll just take Elijah Wood out for a date. <laughs> yeah. Terrific. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sweetest moments. Um, there are definitely some. I mean, when you're flashing back through the memories, there's some like sweet m- memories of each other. Yeah, for sure. And then I think on the train, she's a little like in your face, but that's kind of sweet too. When she's like trying to get to know him. Well, I guess all their stuff in the memories when he's talking to her and like, you know, this is the last time I'm going to see yeah. you in this memory. And, you know, that stuff's all very sweet. Yeah. But yeah. There's a few moments. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, I love this movie. I, it's a five star for me. Same. Um, I, it seems like I rewatch it like once every 10 years and I'm like, oh, man, I forgot. I love this movie to death. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. (laughs) Um, all right. So next up movie number 10, pride and prejudice, which came out in 2005 and zombies directed by Joe Wright. And I've talked about this movie a thousand times and I will continue. A thousand times, yes. (laughs) Yes, yes. A thousand times, yes. (laughs) Um, Mr. Darcy. Mr. Bingley's here. Oh my God, he's returned. Mr. Bingley's at the door again. Mr. Bennett. (laughs) So yeah, this whole movie is just people saying each other's names. Yelling their last names. Mr. Bingley. (laughs) Also, okay. So yeah, Prime Regidus. (laughs) Stars Keira Knightley. Um... Who is Tallulah Riley? Uh, oh, the, the youngest m- sister, right? Why is she like top build on this? Yeah, that is. It, I think it's in the order of appearance. Okay, Karen Knightley, Rosamund Pike, Jenna Malone, Karen Mulligan, Donald Sutherland, Brenda Blessing. Uh, a bunch of random period people, except for uh, Matthew McFadden yeah. is Mister Darcy, Duty, uh, uh, Dame Duty Gent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Funny every time we say um, it. Tom Hollander is Mr. Collins. Mr. Collins is here. Um, worst hair, a candidate for worst <laughs> haircut of all time. Yeah, definitely. It's almost like a mullet with bangs, it but it's short. like a it's like a um, uh, fire and brimstone preacher mullet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so this is based on the book. It's a love story uh, focusing on. The Bennett family, like five daughters, the yeah, mom like is obsessed kids. with trying to get them all married. Uh, each of them have their own little like crazy personalities. Mr. Darcy and his friend, Mr. Bingley. Mr. 
<laughs> move into like this empty mansion and so they become the talk of the town eligible bachelors yeah Kira Knightley loves him because he calls her tolerable um because he's like Mr. Debbie Downer at the dance. I mean yeah he's a total douche in most of this movie but then you realize there's more to him underneath and he's actually super sweet and caring it's true. <laughs> and so then they kind of have like well they want they love relationship um yeah yeah that's basically it definitely period romance and love triangles definitely like <laughs> familial too because there's like several romances that happen yeah around there's a the lot of romance one. a lot of romance yeah. <laughs> so stalker versus true love um hmm. he's a little stalkery when well yeah it, in that he does all these like grand romantic gestures for her without getting to know her yeah or well i mean i guess that's that, i don't know the stalker thing with these period ones is hard because like Apparently that's just how romance yeah. worked a hundred years ago is everybody just, uh, you know, you met somebody once and then you asked them to marry. I you. will marry Mr. Yeah. Dawson. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess they both kind of are stalkerish at points too. Cause she like, she goes to his that's house. Like um, kind of spying, like trying not to learn like more about purpose, him. but yeah, to kind of see who he is. And he like goes to where she's vacationing at with her friend mm -hmm. just to run into her. So I guess it's not creepy stalker. It's more like, okay, this is like what year, like, Eight, 19, 1800s, 1700s. <laughs> it's like the only way you're ever going to see this person again is if you seek them out. <laughs> That's true. Um, you couldn't just hit up their DMs. No. <laughs> what do you know about that? <laughs> Slide into my DMs. <laughs> um, That's what the kids say, right? Yeah, they do. Heartbreak factor. There's some heartbreak moments for a few characters. For sure. I mean, it all comes around in the end. Works yeah. out, but... His, I think the, the scene a lot of in, the rain. in the rain crying. Oh God, yeah, that part is very heartbreaking because he's all like, oh, I love you so much. And she's like, how dare you? <laughs> Mr. Darcy, I would, I would never. I would not bury you if you were the last years. man on earth. <laughs> Trying to stick my teeth out as yeah. much as I can. And then you watch like Ralph style from The Simpsons, his heartbreaking yeah. and slow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like all pining for her after that moment. Um, and then her sister, lots of heartbreak there because she's shy and people don't know she likes them yeah um so a few heartbreaking but it's pretty it's a good happy ending for everybody um romance genre period period <laughs> it's so a sure. period piece it's got karen knightley in it my god <laughs> how many period movies has she been in i i often wonder what her life is like currently is like does she just yeah. live in a fantasy world of period movies because she's not she's literally not in anything else now it's she's become like after the, the pirate movies that's like yeah all she's done like atonement i mean she's really good at it imitation game um anna karenina like what's the last <laughs> thing we saw her in where it took place in modern day like uh maybe seeking a friend for the end of the world I forgot. yeah but probably that's the, i forgot about that movie but yeah colette was like old uh i was gonna say that or um what was the one there was another one we saw her in dangerous method no that's period two i've oh, seen ja a lot jacket of was the one I was thinking of. And Domino Harvey. I never saw that. I didn't either. I've <laughs> seen a lot show. of Keira Knightley movies, apparently. It's a movie called <laughs> Thunderpants. Hmm. <laughs> Bend it like Beckham. Oh, uh, yeah. That's where, I forgot that's like where she got yeah. kind of famous. Because before that, she was 
the uh, she was Padme's yeah Star Wars. <laughs> she was alternate universe Natalie Portman. <laughs> Um, boink factor. There is no boinking in this time period. But let's talk about those hands. Yes, hands clenching, hands touching. So much hand flirtation. Very, this movie is very, very flirty. <laughs> yeah, lots of like not blinking at each other. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, and dancing. I guess is the other flirtation. Like the scene where everybody else drops out and they're just like dancing by themselves. Um, lots of group dancing going on. Yeah, it's the only way you're gonna meet your beau. Uh, would we double date with them? Mm, he seems pretty intense. He is really <laughs> intense, but she likes to read a lot. That's true. Hmm. And she likes to walk. We like to walk. Mm -hmm. I mean, they do all sorts of things that like if I was independently <laughs> wealthy and lived in the English countryside, yeah. it seems nice. <laughs> I would double date with them if we lived in that time period. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Although her sisters are annoying. So. Oh, my God. The youngest <laughs> sisters and the mom would drive me insane. Yeah. They are extremely annoying. Are Although, high. I mean, they're supposed to be. That's kind of the yeah. point. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is like this kind of, again, I guess like Dirty Dancing, this is another movie that like I, I don't really like these kind of movies as a general rule, but this one is the best of that kind it's of movie. It's time to throw those rules out the window, Harper. Well, it's, it's just that there, <laughs> I've seen several and I don't like a lot of them, but this one is great. Yeah. It's super, super, I mean, like a lot of Joe Wright stuff, it's really well shot. Mm -hmm. uh, it's super like lush and... I like all the like countryside aesthetic of it. There's yeah. a lot of like sun sunbeams through the leaves and and the music. Rain. The weather plays yeah. like a big role in it. Yeah, lots of time passing, mm -hmm. watching the rainfall. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and I also I also again me and these dads I guess I also like really I love Donald Sutherland. <laughs> I I think he does a lot. He's only in the movie for like four minutes probably yeah. total, but he's really good. That one scene in the end, he's fantastic when he's like crying. <laughs> My little women, <laughs> <laughs> basically. <laughs> Woo! If there's any more gentlemen, send them in. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it makes you wonder what he saw in his his lady, <laughs> Mrs. Yeah, Bennett. Yeah, she's awful. <laughs> Mr. Bennett! <laughs> very nervous disposition. Oh, there's a side romance between Mrs. Bennett and the pig and the giant ball. Oh, yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> I totally forgot. And I, I felt like I was. That's the inappropriate aspect Boy, of this movie. That's the boinkability. <laughs> that is weird. I totally forgot. There's this scene where she, like, it gives this very intense look and then it cuts to like this pig's <laughs> giant testicles walking by. What's up with that? I don't know. It seems like they might've put that in as I a think joke while they were editing been, and then yeah. forgot to take it out. It's weird. I bet there's a trivia where like that was her real reaction and like for, they left it in because it's so funny. I'm looking it in up right now. Pride and Prejudice pigs balls. Oh, somebody else has searched yeah. for this. It's like, what is going on? Uh, in an interview, it said, then you have this pig walk by and he has enormous balls. Joe Wright, that's not something we thought of before we saw the pig. Then we met the pig. We were incredibly impressed by him. <laughs> I'm rather interested in the fact that a family like the Bennett's would only own female pigs. I don't know what's going on with that. But <laughs> oh, here's here's an article. Why does Mrs. Bennett look at the pig stuff? <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, it's a funny moment, though. <laughs> it is. <laughs> interesting it's a very sweet moment <laughs> sure why not um, so, yeah, yeah this movie's great yeah this is i mean obviously i've talked about it a hundred times but i'll watch this anytime like drop a thousand a times yes. a thousand times yes <laughs> um 
I don't think it's streaming anywhere. So just buy it and watch it with me. <laughs> I can quote it with you. <laughs> Please be my friend. <laughs> Please clap. Please clap. <laughs> All right. Anything else for Pride and Prejudice? I don't think so. So next up, 2013. We okay. Also, twenty thirteen was a great year for romance, apparently, because three movies we've yeah. already talked about before midnight, and we'll talk about another one after this. Mm-hmm. But that is her, which came out twenty thirteen, directed by Spike Jones. Let's get hard sci-fi up. Yeah, in here. hard sci-fi romance. So this takes place in the not so distant future. Um, the character Theodore. It's very lonely. He like writes, he's like handwriting service. He writes, he types letters, like romance letters. Yeah. He writes not, not just romance, but he writes like personal letters to people for other people. So they don't have to, he keeps up with these same people and writes all of their stuff. Essentially. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and there's a new technology that comes out where you can basically, have a AI friend that talks to you, gets to know you, so you're less lonely. It's just Siri, except Siri gets much more evolved and personal. Yeah, like they, she can learn and like figure out what you like and stuff. Um, and so then an unconventional love story kind of blossoms through that, where he ends up falling in love with his computer. AI. Um, and so it stars Joaquin Phoenix and Scarlett Johansson, who plays the, uh, the voice of the AI. And Amy Adams is his neighbor. And Rooney Mara was his ex-wife, yeah, I believe. Yeah, I think so. You also have Olivia Wilde, um, who he goes on a date with. Chris who's, Pratt. who's Chris Pratt in this movie? I don't even remember I that. think he works in the the same office with him. Oh, okay. I don't remember him in this. Yeah, at all. I can't know how to hear Chris Pratt. <laughs> I think that's mostly everybody. Leave so, yeah. Um, I don't remember Kristen Wiig or Bill Hader. A lot. It said a lot of our voices. Oh, okay. I'm like they're probably Brian some of the Cox, other like... some of the other AIs. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, this movie is super fascinating and also very sweet. Yeah. Um, basically, I mean, it's super impressive that you can have this couple that essentially has a very genuine and natural feeling uh you know falling in love even though you never see the other ones one of them is just a voice yeah um yeah which is a credit to the writing and to scott johansson's performance too i think it's really good scarjo um <laughs> but yeah i mean i love this movie and i, I don't want to spoil it too much because it's not that old but like where it goes is so over the top and unexpected uh, yeah. and and really interesting and Potentially pretty prophetic. We'll, we'll find out in the next 10 years, probably. Yeah, we're going to have to limit AI capability before they take over the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, or there'll be like an AI Harper walking around. <laughs> like that Black Mirror episode? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Stalker and True Love. Um, uh, it's not really a stalker, but it is very much like... It's, she's not it, built to fall in love with him, no. but she's built to uh be friendly uh, with yeah. him you know like so there's kind of that yeah i'm trying to think if there's anything like creepy mm. well the whole surrogate thing is oh yeah that's a little weird <laughs> so basically in order to be physically intimate with each other they hire a porsche double day 
Yeah, I think uh, yeah, right. to be the surrogate to like wear sensors or something. She while has like a camera on her head or whatever. So yeah, yes. she basically acts the way that uh, ScarJo asks her yeah. to. <laughs> so yeah, I don't. There's not too much creepy stuff. I mean, no. it's probably all going to come true in the future. So a, lo- a lot of it. Deal with has. it. <laughs> um, heartbreak factor. Yeah, there's some heartbreak multiple times. Definitely. And the way it ends is certainly uh, heartbreaking in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, Even for like Amy Adams character, I think she goes through a breakup or something. Yeah. I can't remember what's going on. She's the, she's like a documentary filmmaker, right? Yeah. His friend. And then, I mean, Joaquin Phoenix also has the breakup factor with his ex-wife. So Mm -hmm. it's a lot of trauma and drama. Yeah, for (laughs) sure. Um. Subgenre, we definitely—it's uh, definitely sci-fi romance. It's yeah, a, a small but very interesting genre. Yeah, <laughs> um, we'll have to explore this. Sci-fi yeah, I wonder what I'd, I'd be curious to see what other ones pop <laughs> Is up. Is there any horror romance? I guess it's like Warm Bodies, Shaun of the Dead. You could say The Fly. Oh, oh yeah, The Fly. The fly is the quintessential. It's like the ultimate heartbreak romance sci-fi movie. Uh-huh. If Man, there oh my are god, others. why is that not on our list? I thought about it, but it's so heartbreaking. Uh, <laughs> Man, I can't believe that The Fly is not on this list. I totally forgot about that plus we've talked about it a lot that's true. I, we try to pick more things that we haven't talked about in that's a, true. a while except pride and prejudice um uh boinkability i mean you get some boinking <laughs> what happens with olivia wilde doesn't she want to like before bed him <laughs> uh, yeah i think it's before he falls in love with her yeah um he goes on like a blind date with olivia wilde and she's too intense and or he's or just something. too he's yeah. just too weird i guess he's I, too I introverted <laughs> yeah um oh and then that <laughs> that what? awkward scene well we remember when we saw it in theaters and it, like the screen goes black and then it's them just like orgasming <laughs> oh yeah <Forgot laughs> and everyone's that. just like sitting there <laughs> listening <laughs> just, just let, let it happen, happen to me <laughs> <laughs> there's some boinking even if you don't see it yeah i forgot you hear about that it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh would we date this couple i don't like scarjo so probably not <laughs> he's pretty likable i mean they yeah. both are really but yeah um sweetest moment i don't really remember because it's been such a long time since we've seen it we're, we're definitely due for a rewatch uh, of this. sweetest moment i mean he puts her in his pocket and like explores the world with her so yeah. she can see stuff for basically in just real takes time. her with him all the time yeah yeah i think that part's sweet yeah i agree and doesn't she make a song for him she's like composes yeah. a song and they listen to the, it the together song or whatever yeah yeah which by the way this soundtrack is finally yeah eight years after this movie <laughs> came out they're finally putting out the soundtrack which is nuts i don't know what the deal well, was i have like the soundtrack's great yeah like i don't know where a ripped version from somewhere yeah um this but yeah excellent it'd be music. nice to actually own like a vinyl or something of it yeah <laughs> um yeah i guess i don't really have that much else to say about it except that i love it yeah great cinematography great everything yeah, this two was, thumbs up. This was my favorite movie of 2013, which is saying something because we've already talked about one really great movie. Yeah, and we're about to talk about another one. Yeah, 2013 was a great year for movies. I hope we get that again. And it's weird that three of the best movies that year were romance movies. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about that other one. So let's number is this number 12? twelve. Only lovers left alive. 
which came out in 2013, directed mm-hmm. by Jim Jarmusch. Mm-hmm. So this follows a depressed, mu- a deep, <laughs> tongue-tied, a depressed musician who reunites with his lover in the desolate streets of Detroit. Though their romance has endured several centuries, it is tested by the arrival of her capricious and unpredictable younger sister. Basically, they're vampires. Yeah, this is another one you could potentially call a horror romance. Well, this movie's not, it's only horror, horror in the sense yeah. that they are there's vampires. Blood. Yeah. And that there is blood, but there's nothing scary about this movie. No. Nothing in this movie is meant to evoke fear. Right. So sure. it, the two lovers are Tom Hiddleston, who is Adam, and Tilda Swinton, who is Eve. Mm-hmm. And then her younger sister is Mia Was- Wasikowski. Ska, uh, who's Ava, and then you also have John Hurt, who is like, I don't know, their elderly like, vampire. Yeah, he might have. I don't remember if it's made clear or not if he was the one that turned them or what. I think he turned at least one of them. Yeah, but I'm not sure. And then you also get Anton Yelchin, one of his last performances, right? But, well, no, no, I get well. I mean, yeah, but this is. I mean, they're all within like a few years. <laughs> Sadly, I think Green Room might have been after this. Yeah. Oh no, I'm not saying this was his last. I'm yeah. just saying one of his last because I guess he was really only active for a couple of years. Sadly. Yeah. Yeah. Which he has a line in this movie that we quote <laughs> all the time. Yeah. We need to add that. Like, what quote uh, line do we quote the I, most? <laughs> I think we've tried to find a clip of it to use in, in the podcast, and have yeah. had a hard time because nobody else finds it as funny as we do. <laughs> And he's like, where are you guys all? I get these cool gloves. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they do have really cool gloves. They all gloves. wear these crazy long gloves. Oh, and also another funny moment that's only in, it's a cut oh, scene Oh man, the deleted that we scenes. love. Look, let me tell you, if you own Only Lovers Left Live and you've never watched the deleted scenes, you got to yeah. do yourself a favor because some of the best scenes in the movie this, are deleted. It would have made excellent. it more like a comedy. I guess this is like a dark comedy kind of. Yeah. But with the deleted scenes, it would have been oh, like man. way more comedic. There's one with a mirror that is really funny, really. <laughs> Really, really funny yeah um but uh yeah i definitely i don't think i thought about this movie in terms of being a romance until recently the last time we watched it mostly just because their relationship is so great yeah they're you know they're apart for a lot of the time but every time they get back together you know he's he's like on the verge of contemplating like ending Suicide, his immortality yeah <laughs> uh and she kind of you know convinces him out of it basically yeah. and they just have a have a good time hanging out mostly hanging out listen to music playing in chess getting blood from the hospital <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know uh dealing with oh yeah there's funny sister. moments with that too like i mean it's not funny but it's like part of the, where he's dressed like a doctor to get the blood he's like that uh, stethoscope is really outdated. Yeah, you need so to upgrade. Things an antique. Yeah, <laughs> you stick out. <laughs> oh yeah, who's the, it's um Jeffrey Wright's the doctor that yeah sells him blood, right? Yeah. So I think this is definitely a true love, not stalkerish. Yeah, this is the I would probably say, the only non creepy movie. <laughs> maybe, and I would funny since they're vampires. Yeah, I would say of all of these, of all the couples we've talked about, these, the, they are the best. They're yeah. the number one couple. Oh, I don't know. I like the before people. Yeah. But they're on like majorly on the rocks always. That's true. <laughs> I mean, they, these, okay, I, this is the most solid. Yes. Foundation. I think they have the best relationship, <laughs> which is funny. Um, they're vampires. They yeah. live apart a lot of the time, <laughs> but, uh, they just have such chemistry and, uh, yeah, I, I love their characters. I don't think there's too much heartbreak in this. I mean, it's no. heartbreaking that they're so old that all their friends are dead. Um, 
and some of their current friends die. <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> But yeah, for the most part, they're totally fine with their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so we already discussed this horror period. It's not period, I guess. It no. feels like a period piece almost because they are like have spanned centuries. Yeah. So they talk about like being friends with what's their names? Uh, like great literally literary figures oh yeah i forgot about that yeah they've had like affairs with like byron yeah i can't somebody else yeah um uh i would totally go on a double date with them yeah as long as there's no blood involved because i would pass out immediately that's true (laughs) i want to get one of his cool electric cars yeah (laughs) oh yeah he's like didn't he do stuff with like yeah, I mean, we. I think Tesla we. I think we talked about it when we <laughs> last watched this movie on the podcast. But yeah, I love the. Basically, they use vampires to, as like immortal beings that are just like God. Humans are the worst. Yeah, they're destroying this planet. <laughs> it's like he's he's like just kind of a casual inventor and like yeah. basically creates like an electric car and unlimited like, energy. Yeah, this like happens solar all the time. They go through these cycles. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, that's like why he's contemplating kind of like suicide because he's so tired of the way humans are treating yeah. each other and the planet and. What, what do they call what do they call the humans? There's a funny name oh, for them. Man, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, it's like the normies or something like yeah. that. Flesh flesh people. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. Uh I'm trying to remember boinkability. I mean they do boink, but I don't remember if we <laughs> I think we do see her boobies. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. I thought that. when they like they get high like after drinking all that blood, I think she's just like sprawled out. And they're like they're definitely naked. Maybe you don't see her boobs, but you see like butts and stuff. Butts, yeah. Because they're just like lounging nude or whatever. Yeah, you might be right. And actually have the because <laughs> uh, it's like oh, they're so pale. The blood, po- the blood sickles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're so pale. <laughs> they're, so they're vampires. They don't have blood. <laughs> uh, any sweet moments in this film? Um, nothing that like comes to mind immediately, but just like their whole banter and relationship is very sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I think they're my favorite couple of this whole list in terms of like rock solid relationship. Yeah. They both give each other exactly what the other one needs from Mm -hmm. them. Um, yeah. So not like, I don't have like a particular moment. Do you? No, I was trying to remember, doesn't she have like some weird powers or she can like touch, um, touch things and like get there. Well, she's like telling him about like a guitar that he just bought. And oh, they're right. kind of bonding over that. Yeah. I don't know can... if it's really like sweet, but yeah, it just shows their like relationship, I guess. Yeah. Well, I like in the end and they're back in where, where is she? Is it uh, Romania or something? Uh, where she lives? I can't remember. Or somewhere like Arabia? Eastern Europe, Europe yeah. I, I thought, but uh, yeah. And they're like, you know, desperately hungry. Yeah. And that, that whole sequence is like, you know, they're not like going to die probably, but they're very, very weak yeah <laughs> and it's like stumbling yeah around. and they see they uh they watch that like sweet couple and yeah and that's that's how it ends right they like they yeah they're, they're like, like creepily the coming up at, on them <laughs> yeah but yeah i love this movie this is one i could rewatch over and over again and have it also has great music it does another great score yeah so in our romance movies we need great music and i don't know horror good acting <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i gave it Four and a half. Yeah, I think I did too. Um, yeah, I love this movie. So yeah, 2013 had Only Lovers Left Alive, Her, and Before Midnight. Yeah, and as far as Jim Jarmusch goes, stick to Only Lovers Left Alive and then don't 
see anything after that. <laughs> well, I don't know about anything after that, but don't watch Dead Don't Die. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Um, next movie came out in 2016, and that is Moonlight, directed by Barry Jenkins. So this is like... How would you describe it? Well, it's basically the story of one man's life uh, told Across in like three three, three sections. Yeah. yeah. One, one where he's like, what, six or seven? Or maybe yeah, bigger than that. Something. Uh, and then the second one, he's like in middle school and the third, or maybe maybe like fresh in high, high school. school. And then third, he's like probably mid 20s, late 20s. Yeah. Um, so it's basically, I mean, it's the story of like a young gay black man. And the, dealing his with struggle that. with yeah. yeah dealing with that, which you know, on one hand, I'll, I'll say it'll be nice when we can watch movies about gay couples that don't have to be about their struggle. Which this movie is only that it's only a in the little sense bit of that, a struggle. Well, in, well I mean, like eh, we kind of is in the beginning. I mean, he's getting beat up because oh, he's different. True. Yeah, and, everyone bullies him. Yeah, and then in the end, basically, he's kind of living. He's living closeted, obviously. Yeah. Um, but uh. Yeah, I don't. Anyway, I mean that's like what that's what the movie's about. Um, yeah, and then in high school, he his best friend, um, they have I guess his first sexual experience. Yeah. on the beach in the moonlight. Yes, in the moonlight, and so the last segment, he reconnects with him after going to prison for a few years in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's why I I wanted to put this on the list because of specifically that last segment. I think their their relationship and talk, after having not seen each other in so long, and the way they talk to each other is so sweet and yeah beautiful. Um, but yeah, we actually we didn't say who's in this movie. So it's a lot of good people. Yeah, so let's see the three p- people that play Little is um I don't know which ones are wh- oh, okay. Trevante Rhodes is the oldest. Yeah. version of him ashton sanders who we just saw in judas and the black messiah right yeah uh is the teenage version oh yeah so they go by different names so when he's a little kid he goes by little that's played by alex hibbert when he's teen he's chiron and when he's an adult it's black um and then andre holland is his friend well the adult version yeah. of his friend um and then yeah that's the only and Mahersha ali and um What's her name? Janelle um, Monet. Janelle Monet are like basically his real parental figures. Yeah. Because his mom is not a great person. Naomi Harris. Yeah. Also, my, the only thing I really, really don't like about this movie. Yeah. It's a little, she's a little too. I think we've talked about it before, much. so I won't really get into it. But <laughs> yeah. Focus on the romance. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, for, and I do, I got to point out too, this is like one of those gorgeously shot movies of the last 10 years for yeah. sure. It's beautiful, that and the score, scene. <laughs> and the score is so good too. Um, yeah, I mean, this movie is just beautiful from all angles, all aspects. Um, but uh, yeah, I love. I think one of the cool things about the romance aspect of this movie is that a lot of it is accomplished in between the lines. Yeah, it's very subtle um, through body language and, and everything. And I think the three people that play Chiron are all really really good yeah i agree um but yeah the whole last scene with them in the diner and then in um what's his name what's the character's name andre holland's character kevin kevin and they're in kevin's apart or his apartment or his house um yeah it's just really sweet 
So you've covered the sweet moments, which is basically the entire third segment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think there's anything creepy in this movie. It's more true no. love, less stalker, more true love. Yeah, I would agree. He um, does have to drive a really long way. I'm trying to remember why he goes back to see him. Yeah, I don't remember if he gets a phone call from him, from Kevin or something. Does somebody pass away maybe and he's going down there no because he just shows up know. in the diner and it's like a surprise yeah that's i can't true. remember why why he even found yeah, out something about him. spurs him to go back but now i can't remember because it's been a few years since we've seen it yeah it's been a little while um heartbreak factor uh, i mean there's heartbreak and i mean this throughout yeah the second <laughs> different parts of his life. second segment in particular because they have that romantic moment and then kevin kind of betrays him a little bit yeah. Um in the first segment he's bullied all yeah, the time. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> so there's definitely some heartbreak there for sure. Um subgenre? I guess I don't know what we would call this besides yeah, just, probably pure just drama. Drama romance, yeah. Um boinkability. I mean the 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 moonlight scene itself is obviously pretty sensual. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what happens in their apartment at the end. I mean, I think they kiss. Aww. <laughs> um, I mean, it, yeah. I mean, like we've said several times, it's yeah. very sweet and very tender is another good way to put it, probably. Yeah. Um, would we double date with these guys? I don't know. I don't really know what person, like what they like. That's true. <laughs> I mean, he likes to make food, but can I even eat it? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'll hang out at the diner with them. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It is interesting because yeah, in the end as adults, that's part of what's interesting about their relationship too, is that they clearly have gone very different paths yeah. as they've grown up. Um, so yeah. Well, also this is probably one of the few movies where we don't get like, it's romantic, but they're, romance is so short like we don't get to really see them like as a couple no definitely we only not. get like them it's basically like these times they kind of cross yeah. paths in significant ways in their lives and you so don't know where it goes say. from there yeah um another sweet moment i like when he cooks cooks him his meal and yeah. he's like super proud of it and he's yeah like, at the diner made it just for you <laughs> yeah yeah it is really great um but yeah i mean moonlight obviously I mean, I think everybody knows about Moonlight because it's a great movie and the whole Oscar fiasco. <laughs> <laughs> what was it up against? Uh, La La Land, which this Ugh, is... The opposite of I mean, the... La La Land is fine. I guess that's a romance that we did not yeah. count because it's this too typical. This is a far <laughs> superior, much more interesting and memorable movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know if I have that much else to say about it besides it's amazing. It's great. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Moonlight. So we got one more. One more. One more. Um, so probably, I guess, the most recent movie, which did it come out in 2019 or 2020? I don't know. Yeah, depends <laughs> on the perspective. That is Portrait of a Lady on Fire, directed by Celine Sciamma. Sciamma? I don't know how Sciamma. to say it last time. <laughs> um, so Portrait of a Lady on Fire, a uh, lesbian movie <laughs> it's a period Jeez. piece uh i don't remember when it takes place 18th century um it follows a female painter who is hired to paint the wedding portrait of a young woman they're going to use that wedding portrait to send to her beau in hopes of him i don't know proposing Another sealing the deal where those, those dms are not yeah. not existent 
to send me a uh, yes. portrait of yourself, yep. <laughs> an oil painting. Um, and so over the course of like a week or, or two, maybe her, her trip that, gets prolonged. Yeah. Um, they sort of like build a friendship and start falling in love with each other. Yeah. And there's, I mean, this movie is super interesting and, and it's incredible. French. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, super interesting because there's all kinds of ideas being thrown around about like art and identity and memory uh, and obviously relationships. And there's a lot about like women at di- in different, uh, the ways women are kind of uh, put upon in different ways. Yeah. So there's lots of female characters. There, The movie is almost, is it entire, all female? I think it's one there's male There's only character. two extra males they're barely in one it. is like on a boat. One's like the guy who ferries yeah. her to the island. And the, the other, other one's works. Is it the, the maid delivers something? I is don't it know. the maid's boyfriend? I think she gets so. pregnant. Something like that. But um, yeah, it's almost all women. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, this movie is crazy good. I, as I think is my favorite movie of that year. Yeah. It's really, really good. Um, and so this movie falls under the, pretending to be something else yeah for sure because initially she's basically trying to like befriend her specifically for the purposes of secretly painting her yeah it's all in secret she i guess she's just like supposed to be a companion because the mom is worried she's gonna jump off a cliff like her sister did oh right um so she's just like hanging out with her but then at night painting her portrait she's like memorizing what she looks like yeah so, so she she's can... constantly staring at her which could be creepy yeah. <laughs> like if some rando was just like looking at me and like turn this way <laughs> um heartbreak factor oh it's hardcore hardcore yep. there's a lot of heartbreak here also the ending probably makes me want to cry yeah for sure the ending <laughs> won't is... spoil it because it's only a year old <laughs> ending is maybe top heartbreak of, of this list i would yeah. say um so it's definitely a period piece. Mm-hmm. It's not very comedic. <laughs> no. So it's probably just period romance. Uh, boinkability. There is pesto boinking. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you explain that? So there's a scene where they're making love. <laughs> and then one of them, I don't remember pesto who, uh, pulls out. It's supposed to be some sort of herb or drug. And it looks like pesto. And she starts rubbing it in the other person's armpit. Uh-huh. As you do. And I think that's all made up, right? Like, even the director was like, I just thought it would be weird. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we tried to look it up yeah. afterwards, and it was it's not like a thing. No. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's something kind of spur of the moment. That so we're did. always bringing up pesto armpits. Pesto pits. <laughs> pesto in the pits. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm sure there's other boink factors. Yeah. I mean, they're constantly like, very running sensuous. off together yeah. um, near cliffs, near... I mean, they have the whole house to themselves except for the maid, too. And they kind of have to keep it secret, right? I don't remember if the maid knows that they're I don't, seeing each Yeah, other. I don't remember. Secret love. Yeah. It's also got that awesome scene by the fire. Best scene ever. Is, women just great. being women. <laughs> yeah. Is that what, love you, to sing that what you ladies do? Yeah. <laughs> do you like a, yeah, do like a rah, rah, rah. Your no, butt, it's rah. <laughs> <laughs> And then we get the pesto sauce. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's when they break out the pesto. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, this has got the boink factor. <laughs> um, this is probably we... the, is, is this the sexiest movie on our list? Probably. In terms of most sex scenes? 
I think so. Probably. Yeah, I think so. Um, definitely the most boobs, I guess. Most pesto <laughs> being used, for sure. Highest pesto factor. Yeah. I don't know if we even could double date these people because they live on an isolated island and they speak <laughs> French. Yeah, the French thing is probably a hard barrier to get across, um, but maybe not. We go to that. I'd go to that fire pit party and yeah, we and can fire party pit it up. group group date. Yeah, that, that looked like fun. But you're an outsider. You're a dude. It's uh, <laughs> true. Um, sweetest moment. I like that whole scene when they've kind of just sort of realized that they're in love with each other and they're asking like, when was the first time you wanted to kiss me? Yeah. That's you a know, sweet that moment. Whole, that whole, uh, scene and dialogue is really, really sweet. Um, yeah, this one's amazing and we really need to rewatch it. We just got the cartoon pretty recently. We haven't, we, we've only seen it the one time when yeah. we saw it that year. Um, but it, it definitely left a major, uh, impression and it's a fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. And a very, uh, I guess it's a period romance, but it's, you could also say it's a tragic romance. Yeah. For sure. That ending broke me. Yeah, it's pretty pretty <laughs> hard. Um, so that is number 14. Uh, also, I forgot to mention, it's on Hulu, so you don't have to buy the Criterion. Yeah, um, but you should. You should. Just do it. Should we run down what the 14 movies were in case anybody missed one? Sure. So number one, Some Like It Hot. Number two, Dirty Dancing. Number three, True Romance. Number four, Chunking Express. Number five, The Before Series. So Before Sunrise, Sunset, and Midnight. Number six, English Patient. Number seven, 10 Things I Hate About You. Number eight, In the, oh wait, <laughs> in the Mood for Love. <laughs> um, number nine, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Number 10, Pride and Prejudice. Number 11, Her... Number 12, Only Lovers Left Alive. Number 13, Moonlight. And number 14, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Yeah. So we also have a few runner-ups that didn't make our 14 cutoff. Um, so we'll just go through those really quick. Um, no no order, not in chronological. Yeah, just um, random. So Amelie, the mm -hmm. French movie. Uh, the Big Sick, which came out not too long ago. With what's his name? Most romantic scene ever when they get into a fight because she wants to leave to go poop somewhere else because she's embarrassed. <laughs> Very realistic. I mean, I guess it <laughs> is. It's a real story. <laughs> uh, Call Me By Your Name, which... Well, that was on our list for a while, but yeah. now Army Hammer may have eaten somebody alive or something. Or so. murdered somebody. I don't know. I'm still waiting to find out what he did. So He's we, not a good person. We may not be allowed to like that movie anymore. Yeah. Stay tuned. Uh, also, Atonement, another Keira Knightley love drama with James McAvoy, mm -hmm. but it's a little too tragic, so didn't yeah. count it. When Harry Met Sally, it's been so long since we've watched this yeah. that I couldn't remember. I remember liking it, but I don't remember anything about it. That was another one I remember liking way more than I expected to. Yeah. I don't know about really about these next two. I watched them when I was younger. I've never seen either of these two. So if you like... You've got mail or sleepless in Seattle. The Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan era of love rom coms. Let's talk about AOL, <laughs> AOL romance. Although I do want to watch You've Got Mail because I heard it's like the perfect um, encapsulation of life right before 9 11, especially oh, yeah. in New York. So it's like a That's time weird. period that will never happen ever again. Strange. Especially with like AOL being yeah. like a new, the internet. <laughs> like <laughs> uh, sleepless in Seattle is like pen pal no i don't know it's like a love 
I don't know. She, he like puts an ad in the paper or something, mm. and she's like obsessed stalker. Uh, Wally, ro- ro- robot love. <laughs> um, an officer and a gentleman. I recently watched this, and I only added it because I want to use that song where it's like, and he's like carrying her and has a hat on and stuff. That's a classic, classic romance moment. Um, and then Punch Drunk Love, which we forgot about until like five minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, that one probably would have made the list <laughs> if we had thought about it, but too late. Yep. Uh, and there's probably lots of other great ones that we yeah, haven't. I was just trying to remember. About. Oh, man, what is it? There's a movie, oh, Addicted to Love, which uh, a ter- not a great movie, but one I remember really liked. It thought it was really funny. What it's is it? Matthew Broderick and, uh, and Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan was like America's Directed sweetheart. by <laughs> Griffin Dunn. Oh, I love Isn't Griffin weird? Dunn. <laughs> yeah, uh, I had to watch this. It was one of the hardest papers I ever had to write in film school because it's not like a French New Wave. Yeah. <laughs> I had to write a paper on Addicted <laughs> Love and it was very difficult. But it's kind of a fun uh, romantic comedy, even though it's not a great movie. Yeah. Anyways. So that is all the movies we you. Yeah, romance movies. Yeah. So we've got to go write down our answers for our newlyweds game. Yeah. So coming up, we'll do our newlyweds quiz where we're going to ask a bunch of different questions. We'll see how well our oldie weds. Yeah. And if we don't get it right, we're getting divorced. Yeah. Stay tuned. If we, if we get all these wrong, we're legally required by (laughs) podcasting law to get a divorce. (laughs) So stay tuned. So welcome back, everybody. We've filled out our confidential cards for our answers for the old oldlyweds. Oldlywed game. Yeah, what's the theme song to the newlyweds? Newlywed game. That's not it. <laughs> it's <laughs> mystery, mystery day. day. <laughs> uh, all right. So basically, obviously, we came up with like twelve questions. I need to keep score. Oh yeah, you want to keep score since you didn't write on your paper? Yeah. All right, so uh, basically, we came up with 12 questions together, and we each came up with our own answer for the question, as well as how we think the other person is going to answer. Yes. So we have to try and guess how the other person would answer. And we will allow hints if it's really some of these like, are going to be hard. Yeah. <laughs> and again, if we get 100% wrong, legally, we have to get divorced. Well, I'm confident it won't be 100%. No, I'm pretty sure we'll at least get a few. But I guess but you we'll never see. know. Yeah. It'd be awesome if we got a lot. But let's find out. It changed a lot over the last nine years. Oh, boy. All right, so let's get into it. All right, so our first question. What is a movie that you always cry during? Do you want to guess mine, or should I guess yours first? You can guess mine, because I have no idea. <laughs> All right. Well, yours. Once I came up with it, I think it's pretty. I think I'm right, and I'm saying the fly. Yay! <laughs> I had a backup choice. Do you want to guess it? Um, atonement. No. 
Ah, oh, that would have been my second guess. Backup option, the impossible. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. That's <laughs> I'm always one. like, oh, my God, it's a tsunami. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good um, one. So this is probably the hardest one for me to figure out for you. And I don't have... I, I need have one hand. I always talk about. Is it like wolf children? No. Okay. That's a good answer, though. Uh, hint, hint, hint. <laughs> uh, well, it's a documentary. Docu- oh, Man on Wire? Yay! No divorce. Do these count as two points or one? What do you mean? Oh, wait. I'm sorry. What? It's because you- I wrote two <laughs> answers. I'm like, oh, mine doesn't no. count. <laughs> no, we'll get it as one. I didn't know you cried during Man on Wire. Every time. Part? When he does the walk. Aww. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. You love little Frenchmen. <laughs> I guess I do. Philip Pettit. It's amazing. Okay, so officially not getting divorced. But let's see Whew. how long glad, we stay glad married. we avoided that one. <laughs> All right. So next question. What is your favorite cheer-up movie? That could be phrased better. What's a movie you always watch <laughs> when you need cheering up? How about that? Well, we did a whole episode on this. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> if mine was even counts. on that list. Yeah. <laughs> you want to guess first? I have four guesses for you. Good God. Well, try, try your top one first. Well, Jurassic Park. No, but that's a really good answer. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. No, also good. Mrs. One. Doubtfire. No. Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> All four? Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry. That was, well, I just did, I for my, I tried to do like Fert Gut Instinct answers for yeah. my own stuff. Uh, well, I just went with one. The last time I was super depressed, we watched Evil Dead 2. Oh, I almost that. picked Evil Dead because I was like looking at our movies. And it was, was either like, going to be that or like Return of the Living Dead or uh, Dead Alive, something <sighs> like that. Ouch. What's mine? Uh, I'm going to say Lord of the Rings. Nope. Oh. We've watched Lord of the Rings like once in the last 10 years. That's not true. We watch it like every year. And <laughs> I thought mine was obvious. We repeatedly, I was very confident in mine. <laughs> we repeatedly say we watched Lord of the Rings is the only thing that got us through the quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's true. Um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, Pride and Prejudice? No, it's a comedy. Hmm. A straight up comedic masterpiece <laughs> this is doubtfire no <laughs> you're gonna be like oh know. man so yeah how many times do i hit this i don't know <laughs> uh you give up yeah hot fuzz oh oh that's true although i watch i tend to think we watch hot fuzz when we're celebrating like when joe biden won <laughs> yeah but fair enough but either that or Shaun of the dead when i always go for comedies if i'm sad yeah that's true <laughs> Well, that's probably the hardest question, right? Yeah, that one's pretty tough because <laughs> it could be a lot of things. So Although the I think score this, is one to one. I think this next one's going to be pretty hard, though, for both of us, I would guess. Yeah, it's hard. Um, you want to read the question? All right. So next question. Who is your first celebrity crush? All right. I'm going to go generic about every girl that was that age and say... Jonathan Taylor Thomas, JTT. Nope. I actually uh, hated him. Oh, no. <laughs> I keep forgetting to hit the puzzle. It's like, no. <laughs> mine, mine are weird. I have two. Do you want to take another oh, guess? One you definitely know about. Elijah Wood. No. <laughs> <laughs> what? He was, when he was like a flipper? I never saw flipper. What? No. Okay. Um, so oh, man. I actually just remembered another one. I don't know. Well, I'll guess my youngest. Hanson. No, <laughs> I don't like Hanson. <laughs> probably, uh, uh, Casper, the real boy. That's probably my youngest. I don't even know who that is. It's like when he becomes a real boy at night. I have no 
<laughs> wow. Learning, That's like a learning. typical uh, young girl crush. Okay. And then also so. Jeremy Irons. <laughs> now that's weird like in high maybe middle school high school i thought he was cute Wowzers. and then you know this one kenneth bernard oh yeah <laughs> yeah but all those were like in your 40s when you were in high school well i can't remember back to my, like i don't know those are the ones that stick out all right well you're never gonna guess mine then <laughs> oh well i put girl from hocus pocus no but oh that's it you know what? i'm gonna give you that one because that's probably yeah! that's probably more correct than what i wrote and then i also put pam greer but no that's no, probably that later, later on that was later. <laughs> uh what i wrote down was heather graham uh and austin powers yeah, or something prob- else? yeah Austin. Powers. probably a tie between heather graham and elizabeth hurley they were both in a bunch of stuff at the same time they are pretty boner danger <laughs> all right uh so what's next I'm going to let you say this because okay. you have to bleep it oh, all. <laughs> all right. So we're playing F-U-C-K. Mary Kill. Yeah. So this one's going to be a lot of editing work for me. F-U-C-K. <laughs> F-U-C-K. <laughs> My mom's going to make a lot of appearances here. Yeah. All right. So do you want to guess mine first or me guess yours? All right. So I'll, your people. Uh-huh. We can't with celebrities. Yeah. Harper's people, Pam Greer, Lucy Lawless, Barbara Crampton. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess that you are going to F-U-C-K. <laughs> uh, Pam Greer, you are going to marry Lucy Lawless, and you're going to kill Barbara Crampton. That is wrong. two wrong, <gasps> one right. So do I get one point right? Yeah, you get one point. Uh, definitely marrying Lucy Lawless. I mean, she's the whole yeah. package. Plus, she's going to live forever so she can take care of me in my old age. Yeah. It's clear she's that good, she's pretty clear yeah. that she's immortal. <laughs> uh, no, but I had the other two swapped. You're going to kill Pam Greer? I really oh, didn't. my God. No, well, here's this is what I was thinking. I was going to kill Pam Greer before she kills me. Because <laughs> she'd definitely be outsmarting me to con me yeah. in some way, Jackie Brown but style. But Barbara Crampton, there's no, like, mystery. You've seen her boobs a lot already. Well, but she I, does I, like I know to exactly get, what I'm get down in movies, right? It's Although true. Pam Greer does it It's true. Too. It's true. They both do. It was a very hard decision. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the point. I mean, yeah, the next one for mine are, like, all right. Life or death. <laughs> so, all right. So for Michelle, her people were Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> Believe it or not. Uh, Ewan McGregor and Sam Hugan. Is it Hugan? Hugan. The guy yeah. from uh, Outlander. All right. I'm going to guess you're going to... F-U-C-K. Ewan McGregor. You're going to marry Bob Odenkirk. And you're going to kill Sam Hugan. All three wrong. What? <laughs> 100%. I was like, Michelle will marry Bob Odenkirk any day of the week. Okay. This was so tough to decide. <laughs> so, I can't believe I was wrong on all three. I am going to marry Ewan McGregor because I feel like he's the total package. I mean, that's true. He's I thought Bob Odenkirk cute was as well. And funny. He likes to travel. He quotes Star Wars all the time. I mean, yeah. I love <laughs> he that. has a nice beard. Uh, but you the sound next like two, you're describing me. Yeah, it's just you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Mary Ewan McGregor. The next two, though, I went back and forth forever. Um, but I've decided I'm going to kill Bob Odenkirk. What? <laughs> because <laughs> we got to take that out of context <laughs> yeah. and use it. I'm uh, shocked. He was my. Shocked. I would have married him, but I don't know if I. He's more husband material unless, like, I went to go to bed with Bob Odenkirk. Exactly. 
because he like he's a funny guy, mm-hmm. but he's also like a sleazy car sal- salesman in Better Call Saul. Yeah, with a good heart. But like, I don't want to sleep with a sleazy old car salesman. <laughs> Maybe if I got to know him better. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, the obvious is F-U-C-K. Sam Hugan. I guess. <laughs> but again, I would never want to marry him. Yeah. Because I don't like him outside of Outlander. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, that one I thought for sure. Sh- well, yeah, I don't know. What a mess. What a mess. Man, Harper, you got only one right so far? Yeah, I guess so. I'm doing I've terrible. I've three right. You're winning our marriage so far. <laughs> All right. So what's next? Uh, what was the first movie we saw together that you would consider a date? Pretty sure we're going to disagree on this. So this will yeah. be good answers. All right. Uh, my guess is that... Uh, wait, I'm gonna, I don't want to accidentally say my answer. Yeah, it's kind okay. of confusing. <laughs> you think our first date was King Kong. Yay! <laughs> Finally, another point for me, which was technically the first thing we saw together, right? Yeah, the okay. first movie together. All right, what do you think? I think it is. I think you think I have two choices. Yeah. Good night uh, and good luck, or the Libertine. <laughs> good night and good luck. Oh, the Libertine. Yeah. That was pretty far along, though. That was where we had our first kiss, though, right? Yeah, that was our first first kiss. That was the, but well, I thought we were like dating before that. I mean, sort of. I I mean, it was hard. That's to when judge. we took it to the next level. It's true. I actually <laughs> was bouncing back and forth between the Libertine and V for Vendetta because we had to go see it with your dad. Do you remember? Oh yeah. Which is like, if I have to, if your dad has to come along, it's definitely a date, <laughs> right? So, but well, that, yeah, was, that later. was before Libertine. No, well, I was saying I was bouncing back and forth oh, to yeah. those two. I couldn't decide yeah. which one. If my dad's going as a date. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, isn't that weird? <laughs> yeah, I thought King Kong because like we weren't really friends and I thought it was obvious that I liked you. No, I mean, I don't know. It's so hard to for say. for me, it was like, oh my God, it's a date. I was like, it was, to me, it was like a pre-date. And you're it was like, like, hey, we, were like see what this girl we were like trying things out, which I guess is what a date is. But, yeah. you know. Oh, well. Well, we, we both got our answers right. Out. Yeah, so now it's, wait, three to four? How'd yeah. you get two questions right did you just did i wrong i think i think you gave me an extra i think i just have two yeah and i have four you got four you got wait how do you have four you haven't guessed any of mine right (laughs) that's not true you didn't get man on wire oh Oh, you did get man on wire Wire. okay you got man on wire and you got you said i could use it for jurassic park oh no it was um the crash one um oh hocus pocus yeah yeah What's her name even? I don't know. We saw her in that movie recently. Yeah, she was just in uh, <laughs> that crappy movie we saw. Anyways, getting way off topic. Yeah. All right, next. The points don't matter, <laughs> but they do. <laughs> Who is an actor or actress you will watch no matter what they're in? You guys so I think your picks, I have two. Once I figured mine out, I was like, oh, duh. I'm going to say either... Naomi Watts. You gotta answer one. <laughs> or Laura Dern. Uh, both. Wrong. Wrong, ah. wrong, wrong. But those are very good ones. Yeah. Although Naomi Watts has been a lot of stuff I haven't seen. But Laura Dern, that's a pretty good. But you answer. love both of them. I do. But no, my answer was Song Kang Ho from oh, Parasite Memories of Murder. Yeah, the that's host. a good choice. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah He's yeah, in yeah, lots yeah. and lots of movies that I like. <laughs> And there are plenty of Korean movies that I plan on watching solely because he, I know he's in them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For your answer, we'll, we'll throw back to an earlier answer. <laughs> I must say, <laughs> I'm probably wrong, apparently. Bob Odenkirk. 
Dang. <laughs> You've been lying to me about your Bob Odenkirk obsession. All apparently. I've seen him is Better Call Saul and Little Women. <laughs> His Little Women. Yeah. Uh, wait, let me give me a hint then. Um. Well, I have two. One's an actress, <laughs> one's an actor, and we have mentioned them both this whole episode. <laughs> I mean, were they in movies we mentioned on the first half? Yeah. Uh, well, geez. one of them was, and then like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't help at all. Um, I have no clue. Well, who would I want to marry? <laughs> who would you want to marry? Uh, Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Okay. I'll watch any of his movies. Yeah, we watched some crappy Ewan McGregor movies. That's for sure. Um, but other ones, Keira Knightley. Oh yeah, that does and then runner-up nice. Gary Oldman. <laughs> Although we have know. done that before when we saw that stupid horror movie yeah. with him in, and so I got burned on well, that. Well, and that stupid Churchill movie wasn't great either. So neither of us got that question. Yep. Okay, so this one's a little tricky too. Uh, so who I would, love this question. Who would you want? Who would you want to play you in a movie, and who probably actually would? So. In your mind, who would play you in a movie, but realistically, it's going to be this person. Okay. <laughs> I had a hard time with the who you would want. Yeah. Um, all right. I think the who you would want, I'm going to I'm gonna go with my first gut instinct and say, wait, and does it have, it's not the person now, it's, can it be like when they were younger or whatever? Yeah, it can. Gina okay. Davis. I didn't even think about her, uh, but I would love to have her in, okay. as me. <laughs> well, my secondary answer that I was really close to picking was Eva Green. Uh, I was thinking of pale actresses. <laughs> <laughs> See, I went with big nosed actresses. <laughs> so I had Chelsea Peretti. <laughs> Chelsea Peretti. <laughs> or uh, Meryl Streep's daughter. Oh, uh, yeah, I could, that one, that's but a good I one. I like your, I want Gina Davis, so I'll give you that. Yay. <laughs> All right. What's up, Meryl Streep's daughter? It's not, she has more is than it, one. It's, it's Her name is not Streep. Ma- it's something else. Mammy right? Streep. Ma- Mammy? No, it's M A M. I.E. It's like Mammy. It's <laughs> so, weird. That is really weird. You said the one that's in Mr. Robot, right? Yeah. Yeah. You Mammy do look Gummer. a lot like her. Yeah. Yeah. But Chelsea Peretti is probably the first person I was like, this is my personality. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah <laughs> but who would probably pay, play in a movie? Yeah. Again, I went with the pale thing. Tilda Swinton. <laughs> no, I don't want to be like my Tilda That's not? not what I picked. She's amazing. <laughs> oh, bummer. I picked Dakota Johnson, oh, who I know. don't like any either. Oh, bummer. I didn't think about her. I thought about um one of those uh what's what are those two sisters? The Fannings. I thought about one of the Fannings. Nah, I don't like them. I know. That's so, the yeah, point. That's the probably. Point. <laughs> okay. All right, so who would I want to play myself and who would probably play me? I thought I think my answers are pretty easy. You want Kurt Russell to play you? No. <laughs> well, that's a good one. Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, but who probably will? Christian Slater. 100%. I mean, Yay! I think we can all agree t- on that. I mean, you've dressed up as him because I've, he looks just like I've been you. told, I look, which is great. I mean, I don't dislike Christian Slater, but, you know. You know. Yeah. All right, Next. I think this is the hardest question to Mine me. Mine was obvious. I, well, I'm not going to get it right, probably, because I had to really <laughs> I've mentioned it multiple it. years at DragonCon. Right. And mine is sort of a joke answer, too. The uh, question, if money wasn't an object, what would you cosplay as at DragonCon? So you guessed mine first. All right. Well, it's kind of a jokey answer, but it also is sort of real, <laughs> because I think we talked about it before. 
uh, Lord of the Rings Frodo <laughs> when, when, when he's uh, when he's in the web by the spider. Uh, I mean, that would be a fun costume, but no, that's not what I picked. Because I was Bummer. thinking, like, what would be expensive, and I could yeah. have someone create it. Yeah, I know. I you could think... just throw hot glue over me, like oh, yeah, spider webs. I couldn't think of any what you'd want. Well, I thought that's why I asked you if it could, had to be a movie, because I was going to say something from, like, Fallout. Yeah, uh, so I I feel like I've mentioned this every year at DragonCon, but I want to cosplay as a Metropolis person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you have talked about that before. So I think yeah. that would be really cool, the but robot it's super expensive to make. Yeah, that'd be pretty hard. Have we ever seen that? No. Hmm. Which would be even cooler. Oh, All right. So what do you think mine is? What's my dream? I've, I definitely have mentioned <laughs> this before. Uh, Kurt Russell in the thing. No. Or a thing-related costume. Uh, <laughs> what is I get, it? That's not expensive. I just buy a parka. No, I meant well. The one we've seen where he's like covered in ice and he has like a uh, yeah, no, it's pretty thrower. cool. But no, I've mentioned this before. I want that crazy helmet from Videodrome that oh, like records yeah. the hallucinations. I should have. Yeah. That thing is so cool. <laughs> I always think about that. And I have no idea how I would ever make one. We're not doing too well. Yeah, I know we're doing both doing poorly. <laughs> but these, are, these very are very hard, hard, very hard questions. <laughs> but the next one should be easy. Better be easy. All right, you do it. Mine's pretty obvious. Yeah, I think I know what yours what is. What is your spouse's favorite movie snack? Mm-hmm. And are we, we're thinking, I took mine as more like movie theater yeah, snack. Yeah, movie okay. theater snack. Okay. Uh, I'm going to, you guess mine first because I did first last. Oh, oh, I got the hiccups. <laughs> <laughs> um, So I put, you want nachos with soggy chips dipped in the cheese and Twizzlers. I'm like, I said, I just, I didn't think about the nachos. I just said Twizzlers. Well, okay, so I'm awesome. going to give it to you. I love Twizzlers at, at a movie. Uh, for you, I'm going to say popcorn with m and Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was an back. easy one. Yeah. Well, what, we what's our, our snacks. <laughs> what's our score at so far? I'm not doing um, so good. Harper, you have four points. I have six points. Ouch. Well, that's not too far. I off, am I the better. We need like lightning round <laughs> questions or something. Damn yeah. it. Uh, all right. Who... This one should be easy too. <laughs> I hope so. It's definitely easy for you. Uh, for me to guess for you. I yeah. mean, who is an actor that drives you <laughs> insane? So for you, it's Anne Hathaway. A thousand times. Yes. Yeah. Uh, un- <laughs> unquestionably. Um, I have two for you. Cause I know they both drive Mine was you really insane. Obvious, I thought. Go so ahead. Todd, AKA Jesse Plemons and Don, Dan DeHaan. Dan DeHaan. Dan DeHaan. DeHaan. I don't actually hate Jesse Plemons. I think he's very good. Uh, but Dan DeHaan, I actually do yeah. actively despise. You hate and you always do his voice. I, I would. I he is a, a, the opposite of the uh, um, actor you'll see in anything. I will actively avoid seeing something that he's in because yeah. I think he's terrible. Um, Next right. question: When was the time your spouse was starstruck? Yeah. Uh, this is a hard one. Actually, I, th- I think I'm definitely going to get yours. Yeah. I'm going to put it down right You're now. there. <laughs> Malcolm McDowell. Yes. <laughs> I, mine's a little harder because this is the first time I remember being like really panicky, freaked out about it. So talking to somebody. Well, yeah. When I saw Malcolm McDowell, I think, I don't think I stopped smiling for like, at least, I don't know. And I was so scared to go over there. That was the like, same year ah. you met David Prowse, right? <laughs> Which one was more? 
Malcolm McDowell. <laughs> David Prowse was like an afterthought. But I like that David Prowse gave you like a, a, he like signed a photo for you. Like it was like a, yeah. seems like he's like From your Darth boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. My backup was Wes Anderson. Oh yeah. That's a good one. I didn't even think about we, that. We like uh, stalked him and then was like, can I have your picture? <laughs> yeah. That was kind of weird though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, what do you think mine is? For yours, did you pick music people? No, uh, that that would be the, if we did. If we did was, first, yeah. first person you Star Trek, it'd definitely be like uh, that festival you went to. Yeah, what's his name from Opeth? Um, but no, that's not. I did. I did a movie. Person. And was I here? Was I there with you? You were me. It was a Dragon Con. Okay, was it Terry Gilliam? No, that's a really uh, good answer, but that's not what I wrote. Because I put Barbara Crampton or Viola Davis. <laughs> I met Barbara Crampton. I thought she was in. Oh, I thought she was in Dead by Midnight 2. Yeah, never mind. No. Uh, Man, Dragon Con? Viola Davis was a good, is a good one, though. But she's probably like guess the one? biggest actress. I don't know if you'll Give get this. It's an early Dragon Con. Well, he's in like a million things we like. He's in horror movies and drama. And he, I'll say he does a very famous voice in a horror franchise. I've got nothing. Brad Dorf. When did we meet him? It was like one of the first Dragon Cons you came with us. I remember to. him being at the table, but I don't remember ever going over there because we were too nervous. I wanna, exactly, well, exactly. <laughs> I like had a panic like trying to go up to him, and then I went and paid for an autograph or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I was freaking out. And I, I remember <laughs> being like, uh, I was like holding the $20. And I was like, I don't know, where, who do I give You're this like to? You're like the only person at the table. Yeah, he was like not popular at yeah. all, which is crazy. Like, who freaks but, out about Brad Dorf? Yeah. Moi. <laughs> That oh, would be me. Con. Well, who else have we met at DragonCon that was uh, awesome? Edward James Olmos. I mean, any of the so, people so from Battlestar Galactica were pretty good. because we uh, The voice actor guy. You were nervous I, about that. I was going to say Phil Lamar was probably my yeah. second choice. I remember being really nervous about meeting him, and he was like uh, the coolest. The obvious that we met last time, David Tennant. Oh, my God. Yeah, but we were all together, <laughs> and it was for like a millisecond. So a millisecond I didn't have was a chance like, to be nervous. My really. heart stopped. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, then it started cool. beating right after. <laughs> um, all right. So, so last question. This is fun. We should do this again. <laughs> <laughs> we should have people uh, send us questions. Yeah, they got to be movie issue related. Yeah, we had a hard time coming up with these. We did. Um, so the last question, well, you could tie it. Uh, you have six points. I have seven points. <sighs> Oh boy. Oh the boy. last question, and here we oh, wait. go. <laughs> if you could visit any movie set in history, what would it be? <sighs> Do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? You go first. All right. I have two ideas, but I'm going with yeah, my first on, one. I'm going with my gut. You get, I'm going with no my gut. You have more points. <laughs> All right. Alien. No! <laughs> My backup was Jurassic Park. <laughs> I thought this one would be obvious. What? Ish. The thing. Oh, well, that seems so cold and like, I don't know. But it, I'm so Alien has monsters. Well, I guess the thing has monsters in space. I want to see the I wanted to see the monsters and I, and plus I've just I've been so obsessed with that movie for years so it'd be I would love yeah. to be on the set and see what it. You was just like. want to hang out with John Carpenter and play pinball. Pinball. I mean, yeah. I also <laughs> Do you sounds... think that's where his love of video games started? Probably. <laughs> yeah, I should have known John Carpenter. All right, so I, now I do have a chance to tie it up. Yeah. And then then 
I guess seems obvious to me. If we tie, we have to stay married forever. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so movie set. I'm probably not going to get this right, but I'm going to say Dead Alive. Uh, is that a good answer though it is a good answer but Wait, the more obvious lord of the rings no why, why do you think i'm obsessed with lord of the rings we are aren't we is it just I'm me? A, i love lord of the rings but i'm not obsessed you want to go to it. new zealand specifically because i also want to go to this place oh man my, uh, like one of my favorite horror movies of all time oh the overlook hotel the shiny yeah the shiny oh yeah that's that would be one. awesome yeah that would probably would have been my second if i had running through the hedge maze hanging out with kubrick except that those don't exist making fun of shelly duvall oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah making fun of some mean hi no, i'd shelly stick duvall. up for shelly duvall hi i'm shelly duvall it's like girl don't let them take you down hi i'm shelly duvall <laughs> and then i'd stay far far away from All jack right. nicholson so <laughs> I'm the best. So Michelle has seven points. I have six. Although Michelle guessed extra answers with almost every single question. <laughs> she'll cheat it. If you want to tie it, that's fine. <laughs> Take away one no, of my points. it's fine. I love you that much. <laughs> I can accept losing the oldie weds game. Good, because I'm the best. <laughs> All right. So that was a ton What's of fun. What's my prize? Your prize? I don't know. Just staying married? Yeah, I mean, I guess you get my love. Is that good enough for you? <laughs> Can I For now, Ewan McGregor or Bob Odenkirk? Damn! <laughs> Ouch! Happy Not... Valentine's Day! Yeah. <laughs> all right, so uh, we don't yeah. know each other at all. Just kidding. Michelle, we know each other pretty well. <laughs> I hope that this episode leaves all of our listeners in, in the, the mood for love. love. <laughs> that was unplanned. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I hope you had a good Valentine's Day. Watch some good uh, romance movies and yeah. then move on with your life. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I'm just going to copy everything you say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, that's it for this episode. But don't forget, you can always see a list of the movies we talked about on our Letterboxd account. Mm-hmm. You can also follow us on Twitter at Splice Podcast or on Facebook at Splice Together, which we don't keep up with Facebook at all. What if we had like a hundred comments? What if, what on, if on Facebook, like, um, uh you and mcgregor was like i listened to your podcast and yeah. i really like what you i want you to be on long way around yeah. next season we're coming it's, it's atlanta to decatur yeah um but on twitter i'm trying to keep up with twitter no you do a good I'm job trying. most of the time for people who are interacting with us on twitter most of the time that's michelle yeah i'm just anytime the hashtags are misused or not used at all or it doesn't quite make sense that's me if you don't use a hashtag nobody's going to discover yeah, that's it what you always tell me <laughs> yes dear <laughs> mm, wifey knows best uh so anyway happy wife happy life <laughs> God. um let us know what you think is a romantic movie or yeah, what did we miss yeah let us know ask us questions you want us to answer in a game show yeah form. i would love to do newlyweds <laughs> thing again that was fun yeah it doesn't have to be romantic but movie related yeah, is a movie must. related questions <laughs> uh anyway we'll see you next time in another episode of splice together. together how do i do that splice together